Did you know that 85% of your engine wear occurs at startup? Yes, that is correct. And this is where lower the friction comes in by putting a protective lubricating barrier on all moving parts. This now gives you full-time protection to make your engine last longer, run smoother, give you better performance, and improve fuel economy. People across the country are reporting some very exciting results. Go to LowerTheFriction.com, place your order, and enter in promo code SOS to get 5% off of your order. That's LowerTheFriction.com. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Secrets of Saturn live stream. I am Jason Lindgren, your host, in case you don't know who I am yet. Got a very full house this week. We got Wayne McCroy, Russian Vids, the Great Baldini, and shortly, Crow777 will also be joining us. He's just taking care of a few things. Um, we're going to do the process of discernment this week because there's a lot of things going on right now that a lot of people in the truth community are questioning. And we thought we'd have a good live stream discussion about that. Uh, first thing I want to do, though, to all you people who wished me well in uh, the very rough situation I've been going through, Rose and I both, I got some extremely good news yesterday and today it got to happen behind me here 
is my favorite Les Paul. I got it back today. And the jackass who stole from us is getting arrested. I got everything back but the piece of the Bose PA system, which hopefully he just couldn't hawk and still has it somewhere. And the police are going to try and get it for me. But either way, I got both my guitars, my tube amp, and my giant pedal board full of tons of boutique expensive pedals that I've been collecting for years and years. Got it all back today. Thank you, St. Tammany Detective Agency. You guys did amazing work in a day. Apparently this idiot just took everything and hawked it, and it was immediately in the system because he just did it under his name. So there you have it. I am very happy. It was so nice to have something that I've had for decades and traveled the country with me and all over my, my songs. I know a lot of you guys like the music I do. Uh, that's, that guitar is all over it. But anyway, I'll stop talking about myself. All right, Baldini, I'm going to throw it to you, my good friend. Go ahead and take it away. The process of discernment. All right. Well, first, um, congratulations on that. We've been all rooting for you and, uh, you know, uh, proof that, you know, good things can come back to good people. Man, um, I so, hope that's what it, uh, what it was. I try to be a good yeah. person. Yeah. Well, um, so, yeah, we suggest that we've been tossing around different topics for uh, tonight, and there are certainly a lot of things going on. Um, one of the things that uh, occurred to me is seeing a bunch of different people from different communities, uh, all around the truth community, and those um, on the other side, right? Taking a look at, for example, uh, one of the big ones, of course, the um, uh, the doctors, right? Talking about uh, this thing and people, uh, you know, bringing up the word controlled opposition and that sort of stuff. We see this a lot, um, even amongst people with different channels, right? Uh, in the truth community, that people will uh, call them shills or controlled opposition, that sort of stuff. And we certainly do see uh, a wide variety of things that are misleading uh, all over the place both from um, you know from the mainstream media as well as even uh, you know from alternative sources uh, as well and so it seemed to me like when um, you know this would be a great panel to walk through um, how we see things and the way that we go through the process it from, from my position it, it somewhat matters less uh, the conclusions that we come to on any one of those uh, specific things but how we get there right so uh, we were talking a little bit RV and I before we began here about uh, a couple of people and how they and what their discernment looks like to us right how they, they appear to approach uh, these kind of things so it seemed like a good um, you know good idea to walk through these things because uh, from my position uh, certainly uh, when it comes to um, the, those who you know follow and in, in this community and they listen I mean a lot of people want to know you know kind of what different people think but my thing has always been uh, I would much prefer people not <laughs> you know I don't want to tell anybody how to think right it's much better to look at the process and um, see because uh, because I think that we're you know as we go along if we uh, for example uh, if they were ever to pull the plug on us right we wouldn't um, everybody would sort of be on their own for a moment until you can hook up with other people so it's very important to uh, develop that tool of discernment and uh, see uh, for yourself where the the lies and uh, where where the uh, the problems lie, and so uh, I think we have a great crew here. Uh, you know, five people who really have taken a look at different things uh, and come up with uh, oftentimes different conclusions. Uh, but again, um, it's been remarkable to me through this process to find out how many of us start from b different beginning places and all uh, wind up in the same parking lot usually. So uh, if we're going after truth, that's a that's a good sign that we're all ending up in uh, in a very similar place. So that's the that's the premise of tonight anyway, is to kind of go through the process for each of us on uh, a few different topics and um, explain why what we see and why we see it that way uh, and how we get to where we get uh, and then again I, I assume that we'll probably have some different takes on some of these items uh, but I think again it's more important to go through the process
process of how we do it uh, and hopefully impart to, to those who are listening uh, a little bit of that process and, and maybe tools that they can use for themselves. So there you go. All right. So is there a particular situation that, uh, well, do you want to start with the most when recent one since we were talking about that right before we got on the air? Uh, Russian it's probably, vids. it's probab probably a good place to start. Yeah, Russian vids, why don't you start with that, brother? Yeah, you know, being at this for a very long time, um, you know, I always look back. I never have my emotions in the mix when I look at things. Uh, one thing that needs to be pointed out clearly that I look at right away, um, of course, the left side looking at this, you know, of course, as a real so-called pandemic with the coronavirus, and you have the people on the right, uh, they're looking for any kind of help, any kind of heroes, anybody on their side, um, you know, and this is what happened. This is how I say I'm just being very blunt. Uh, with these doctors coming out today and uh, being, you know, you know, having a so-called uh, a cure for this coronavirus, well, now you're saying it's a real pandemic, and that's a real uh, trap people are falling for, and that's a real issue I have with this, uh, you know, calling this uh, controlled op, that's exactly what it is, because this is a, a fake uh, outbreak, obviously. So anybody falling for, oh, these are real doctors, they're here to help us, they're not controlled op, sorry, not buying it for a second. So you're stuck in the paradigm when you're rooting for these doctors that are basically presenting it just like the left, like it's real. It's not. There's no outbreak. There's no coronavirus that's, you know, that started in China, that's seeking out all these famous people. <laughs> And all these bums in these alleys are, are not dying. People we know are not dying. So, again, you, people are falling. They give you two options. Both, you know, it's none of the above. It's just like voting. So, please do not fall for these doctors that look like they just got these, um, these, uh, these, their white coats, you know, fresh out of the, uh, off the shelf. They, it just doesn't pass the smell test. And again, when you remove your emotion, it's very clear that these people um, are controlled up. Crow, do you know what we're talking about, by the way? Yeah, um, I came in shortly after you did the intro. I, I wrapped up. By the way, Wayne, Howdy, Baldini, Mr. Vids. Hey, hello, everyone. And by the way, congratulations, Jason. I guess you have proved it's better to have more Paul than less Paul. Aha! Aha. I see what <laughs> you did there. And Crow, by the way, I think this is the first time we ever actually uh, were on the same live stream. Good to finally talk to you. Well, I think that's actually incorrect. Correct nope. me if I'm wrong, but I believe you and I were on the same live stream with Sun and Moon Family United. That's maybe? right. Yes. You know what? I apologize. It's been a, a, a quite a, a quite a while, and I apologize for that. Yes, we indeed were. And I, yeah, it's well, been, uh, I guess, since I was in the UK, that, that's why I kind of uh, I was thinking, you know, was it on Jaron or someone else here in the U.S.? But yeah, definitely. I was, uh, what, two, three years ago. Yeah, it's been a while, and you're actually lucky you can ask Jason. I'm not even sure if I was at Woodstock, so for me being able to recall <laughs> that is why we have podcast at yeah. this point, they all kind of blur together. But I, I, would, I guess I would add something to what was just said. Here's here's part of the problem that I perceive, and I have like some very highly trained surgeons in my immediate neighborhood that are bought into this, and what you find is training affects point of view. And when you're into your training, you've committed so much to your training. Um, you know, some of these surgeons, Lord knows how many years they've put in to be where they are, and to be able to be called a surgeon or something particular like that. They don't, their point of view is completely aligned with their training. 
It's almost like they don't have the ability to go outside of that. But what's even worse is uh, the system has co-opted the falsehood because now we're hearing mandatory testing for HMOs uh, or you won't get treated. Um, I'm getting all kinds of emails starting, I think it was yesterday, where people are turning down uh, that offer. But my point here is, I mean, I see the controlled opposition and it's hard to argue that away, but I think it's slightly deeper than that when you consider, um, are these bad people we're talking about? A lot of cases, no, we're not talking about bad people. The problem is what they're doing is not helping. Um, so it's a tough situation and that too underscores how well this was all planned out. My God, how well all this was planned out. Yeah. Well, I would just jump in yeah, and a- say, you know, what we're looking at is people like us on this panel. We know this outbreak is a hoax. We know there's no, you know, again, this killer virus starting in China. We're so supposed that people are doing nosedives, dropping dead on film, people lying in the streets, literally people on the streets, on the ground, you know, dead and people just walking past them like nothing. Um, and, and I mentioned this many times. How can you have this outbreak start in China? You have, you know, Vietnam right on the border with nearly nearly 100 million people. And you have zero coronavirus deaths. Same with Mongolia on the border, uh, Laos, uh, Cambodia, not too far off, and they have zero coronavirus deaths. So again, nothing about this makes sense. Nothing about this uh, passes the smell test whatsoever. So, you know, whatever the case is, um, they, these doctors are supposed to standing up for for us or whoever they're they're trying to represent. Uh, they're passing off this outbreak like like it's legit, like it's real, and actually talk to, um, you know, uh, someone that works at a general hospital. Um, I spoke in depth about it. I specifically asked a question about coronavirus death. Um, <laughs> this person has been a doctor for nearly 30 years. And I specifically asked the question, how many casualties? Uh, I'm not talking about someone very young or someone very old, somewhere in between, say, 20 and 55. I asked him three times. He wouldn't answer two times. The third time he goes, zero. <laughs> zero. You know, he didn't want to answer. Third time was zero. So he was talking about all oh, the seriousness and it's out there. But again, getting back to the deaths, you know. So again, you know, uh, we can have our own opinions. We could disagree. We just have to be real with each other. I'm just looking at, at, at how I see it. It's just like, just a quick analogy, just like all these dentists who went through the dentistry school pushing off fluoride is safe. They're just going by what the the, the head of the snake, you know, the you know the head of the totem pole, and they're just going on with the program. If you step out of that boundary, now you're crazy, you're a conspiracy theorist, now you're a nut, now you lose your practice. So by default, you just got to go with the program, and uh, that's what's happening with so many of these things. And uh, a lot of people, they have their own opinions, of course, and publicly it's going to be different from what they really think. They, they're thinking about number one in um, the majority of these cases when it comes uh, specifically right now with these doctors and uh, or nurses or whatever they're going to be very very careful of, of what they say um, and that's when it comes to control the op where they're allowed to say these things like this well let me share what happened to me today when i went to go get my uh, stolen property back uh, i live in a little town called covington it's on the north shore of new orleans and it's pretty nice here it's, it's kind of country-ish but not not totally when i got to the police station uh, of course, I didn't have a mask. I have never worn a mask ever. I don't own any masks. Actually, that's not true. Somebody handed them to me yesterday, and I put them in my pocket, so I technically own some now. But uh, I've never used them. And I walked in, spoke to the gentleman behind the counter, 
didn't look twice at me for not wearing a mask. I sat down. There was a lady sitting next to me. She did not have a mask on. Uh, two dudes came in. They had masks on. That uh, they weren't police officers. They were just two guys wanting some information. Seemed kind of like they were out there. If you know what I mean. But anyway, uh, got taken back to the to the briefing room, whatever they they call it. Sat down with the nice detective who helped me. No masks. No one that came in and out of the room. Nothing. No masks. Right next to me, helped me carry the gear out because several things were heavy. Nothing whatsoever. Now, conversely, I had to stop down uh, the city of Baton Rouge yesterday, which, if you don't know, is the capital of Louisiana. And I'll tell you, Baton Rouge is under major lockdown. You'd swear it's a demilitarized zone. I, I, it looked like a dystopian city, like I was expecting Blade Runner to go on. So many things shut down, locked up. You couldn't go into anything. Uh, even the guitar center I worked in, I, of course, said, hey, I got a medical condition. I'm not wearing one of these stupid masks. And they didn't want me in there. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'll leave. I got my receipts I needed and walked out. And these are people that I worked with for years and was friends with. And, of course, the the one I, the main one I went to go see apologized to me later. He's like, sorry about that, man. They're being crazy about this shit. So there you have it. That's what's going on with it, my experience. You know what this reminds me of? This is the Star Wars tie-over, isn't it? You know, it's like we're all facing the dark side of the Force. So it's like the, these are not the droids you're looking for. Let them pass or whatever he says. But then he later tells them the Force can have a powerful effect on the weak-minded. Oh, perfect. There yeah. you go. Very true. Very true. One thing I want to jump in and say, um, I had something similar happen to me. Was it two days ago? I went inside this one business, this one office. Um, I saw something. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I saw something on the door. I'm sure it said something about masks. I'm like, I'm not even going to read it. I'm just going to go in there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're doing the and same then thing. right away, someone peered from behind a uh, quarter corner um, and said, oh, you, you have to wear a mask. Like, like, oh, serious. You have to wear a mask when you enter here. I'm like, where's your mask? You're not even wearing one, you know? And then and then uh, she asked me to step outside. They'll, they'll, they'll send someone to help me. So I'm waiting outside. I have the door wide open. Someone comes with the mask. And I basically complained about this. I said, this is really uh, bizarre what just happened with me here with one of the employees telling me I have to wear a mask when they're not wearing a mask. This person I spoke with was very cordial, very nice, but basically ignored what I said, didn't want to get into this kind of beef. And, uh, and not, no issues handling what needed to be handled, but just completely ignored everything. And then while I'm standing outside, a, a third employee comes in. I guess it was from a smoke break. No mask, just walks in, says, oh, hi, how you doing? Walks in and um, gets to work. So there's a lot of, I've seen that where employees are like, you know, it's like the police. I, you know, uh, do as I say, you know, I could do whatever I want type of thing. And that's. It's, it's a lot of ego that's happening. Like, for example, a lot of doctors, they have this, you know, this, this God complex. A lot of doctors and nurses, they feel like, oh, we're the, we're the um, what are they calling them now? Essential workers. And heroes. Like, what are you talking about? They're all heroes, dude. Yeah. And I even seen like <laughs> on social media where like they show all these superheroes and there's like a, a, a there's these nurses and doctors working the uh, walking through the corridor and all these superheroes, Batman, Superman, you name it, they're like bowing down to them. I'm like, wow, that's really egotistical to have that as your banner, you know, and they Ooh. really emphasize how, you know, they're a nurse or they really want to mention as many times they can that they're an essential worker. Like they have this one uh, mem where it says, oh, all you people coming back, uh, back into society from quarantine, 
just remember, you know, we drive fast now. We're on the road. Like, we're the only ones on the road. We drive fast, so keep up with us. This kind of egotistical, like, type of thing. And, and that's the problem with people, with, with truth. Um, it's just a bunch of ego involved with, with fighting, um, you know, fighting uh, truth. You know, it's like this. I, I said it before. You know, if you, have, if you know someone that wakes up in the morning, gets a cup of coffee, and they turn on the news, and that's the first thing they do every day, they're done. There's no talking to them. You know, they're they're just like brainwashed, and that's their daily routine. That's their reality. So those kind of people are going to be the hardest to get to. Just the people are too busy. They hear they hear a little bit here, hear, hear a little bit there. You could talk to them. The ones that are really like uh, deeply invested in to what they hear, and they feel like they have a very good grasp of things by watching television programming. Uh, most of them are long gone. Wayne, what you got? You've been too quiet. Oh, uh, well, just basically back on the topic here of discernment, this whole thing with the doctors, you got to look and see, okay, whether they legitimately believe what they're saying or not, or, or whether they intend well, which they probably do by the looks of it. I think that they, they mean well, and they're trying to speak out against, uh, you know, this whole lie that's going on around us but uh, once again their their perspectives are skewed by their indoctrination level and that goes directly with their education level uh, along those lines but let's take a look at what this actually uh, resulted in and what it was designed to do well now you got this infighting back and forth between the right and the left because you know President Trump had to come out and say oh yeah listen to this lady blah 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 what she's saying and you know this is right and stuff so then you got all the uh, conservatives out there uh, you know standing up and, and really pushing this thing forward and in the meantime uh, just look at who they took for the spokesperson of this group of doctors uh, and uh, the media had a field day ripping her apart just based upon her spiritual beliefs and stuff like that, which, right. you know, they will say tongue-in-cheek, yeah, a person's personal beliefs and stuff like that shouldn't matter as long as they do the job. And you, you look, she's an accredited doctor. I mean, she's got a pretty good track record, but they, they tore her to shreds based upon her personal uh, spiritual beliefs. So this is what this was designed to do, discredit and at the same time, just cause more infighting between the people so that they're distracted from what's really going on. So here we are just talking about, oh, well, hydrochloroquine is the cure for this. No, it's never been proven. It's, that's been disproven. It's fake, blah, blah, blah. That's not the cure. We need a vaccine. So you have this fighting over something that doesn't exist, okay? So there's the cure for the thing that doesn't exist. Uh, no, that's not the cure. This is the cure. We need the vaccine to cure this thing that doesn't exist. By the way, make sure you put your mask on so you don't spread the thing that doesn't exist to each other, the thing that you don't have. Because you could you could spread this thing and have it without knowing that you have it, uh, you know. How do you spread something that you don't have? You you don't. Let's put it plain and simple. They have nothing to back that up. It, it's all falsehoods, and and that's the whole thing. But even though we here on this panel understand the falsity of it, we still kind of, you know, wind up having to look at this and uh, and and deal with it one way or the other, and. Uh, you know, I, I post things like this on my uh, web, my Facebook page and stuff like that. I posted it because it's important to hear all sides of the argument. Don't make a conclusion based upon it, but look at it. Listen to people. I mean, William Cooper advised people, listen to everyone, read everything, but don't 
believe anything until you could prove it all in your own research. So with a little bit of uh, right discernment, you could look at this and say, okay, well, here's the thing. It is nonsense. Whether there's something making people sick or not, it's not what they're describing it as. <laughs> that's that's the bottom line, first of all. And second of all, like none of the evidence actually supports the uh, the response that, that the authorities have had to this thing. I mean, look at our country. If you would have told me six months ago, the very basis of most of my daily conversations would be, well, did you have to wear a mask? <laughs> no, I didn't have to wear a mask. They didn't make a big deal about the mask. Oh, yes, they were making a big deal at such and such a place about the mask. Think about this, okay? An article of clothes. Like, would we really be... If Would you think six months ago that we would be having this conversation right now about something so retarded as face masks, that you have to go out and wear a face mask in public, that you, you could go into a former employer where you have a bunch of friends and they would make an issue over you not wearing a face mask. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it, And this is the state that we fall into in such a short time frame. It just goes to show just how the social controllers have, have really worked this angle and uh, th this is indicative of things to come, too, because if people can't say no to a mask, they're not going to say no to something else, too, like, say, you know, a mandated vaccine or something like that. And that's coming. I mean, it, it, there's just no doubt in my mind that that's in the planning. I've seen the documentation of it. They're already starting to push that idea. And that's the thing that they're they're holding out. Here's the cure for this thing that doesn't exist, the vaccine. We need a vaccine. You need to get the vaccine and show us proof that you had the vaccine. You need your COVID pass in order to shop, in order to travel. And, oh, by the way, we're going to tie it all into your finances, too. And, by the way, we're going to tie all your finances to your, you know, physical person so that, you know, we, we could control all your money and stuff and your your livelihood uh, based upon whether or not you listened to what the authoritarian rulers told you to do it's a dangerous situation to be in and that's exactly where it's leading so people need to stand up now and say enough because it's all nonsense it's all fabrication all of it yeah, yeah Wayne I'll just jump in real quick and I'll just say this but this is the point these people are pushing it like it's real that's very important like people are like we, we need someone in our side but the problem is there's, they're on their side. They're pushing off as real. Obviously, that means you still need a mask. That means because we need a cure for it. They're obviously saying it's real. We need a cure. Where this whole panel, specifically Jason's having issues like getting down to L.A., seeing a family and over this uh, non-virus. So it's half truth is, is still like half lies or to me all lies. I just I just don't – I'm not going to um, – I'm not going to jump aboard these people when they're still pushing off something that's not real as real. So I just cannot subscribe to these kind of people that are, again, pushing this hoax that's real in ways because, again, they have a cure for something that's not real. So I just want to be consistent. I'm, I'm, I don't need them. You know, we, we're, we're doing fine without them. Now it's like, okay, we'll just take it, even though they're saying this is real. So we'll just accept it. We're going to post their video, even though what they're saying is really utterly nonsense. And they have their own cure for something that doesn't exist. So I'm not against subscribing to them. That's me. You guys, uh, again, Wayne, you can have your own feelings. Nothing personal. I just, I'm very strong. Just, I'm very strong about this. I'm very uh, strong conviction. I, I don't want anybody to be scared. I don't want people to be scared over a fake virus and posting that. People are going to say, I need a mask because they have, they have a cure for this thing and it's real. They're pushing us real. And that's it. That's a no no for me. 
Right, and I, I, I really respect your opinion on that, but at the same token, I just like to put on display the absurdity of it all. Like, <laughs> so that's that's why I like I post things from from both sides of whatever this debate is. Like, you know, the the whole mask thing and the situation with these doctors and everything else. I like to just put the absurdity out there and just point out the little inconsistencies in it all, so people realize when it comes down to it, what's happening is the media is gaslighting you. So you can't believe anything they're telling you because they'll tell you one thing one day and then the total opposite thing the next day. Yeah. So it's like it's it's absurdity upon absurdity. And I think people are starting to wake up to this and realize, hey, you know what? That's not what they were saying yesterday. So the more people we could wake up that way, the better. And well, you that's, know, that's if, just my viewpoint. If you look at the, the really the foundational problems um, that are causing all this, it really isn't even the medical people even though most of them are not helping. Uh, it's the fact that we have so few corporations controlling all the news. Um, all the big money holding corporations are the people funding the medical universities, so they dictate what can be taught, what can be learned. Um, a very small amount of corporations owning all the HMOs and all of the corporate medical systems. So basically what happens is a doctor, when's the last time you heard a doctor referred to as practicing medicine? It's really not what they're doing anymore. They're working under corporate policy, all of them. They're not practicing anything because in the new paradigm, if you try something, you could be sued for that. So the corporation won't allow it. So basically what we have is people with a job under corporate policy, and this is where it gets to be tough. Under corporate policy, you have no right to free speech. It was proven in the Supreme Court. You work here, you can't talk about this thing. That was upheld. A lot. There's numerous cases that show if you're working for a corporation, the rights you think you have uh, are not the same. So what's happened here is these corporations have really described the reins of everything. So from the time people go to school, the funding controls what they're learning in school, medical school included. The textbooks being published are under the same constraints. And by the time you get down to a doctor or a nurse employed by the corporation, which is the medical establishment, they're under corporate policy. So yeah, man, I agree. There's there's no way in hell people should be lying. I'm with Russian vids all day long. Um, I would take I would take the loss. I would lose my job in that situation if that's what it came down to. But I think it's I think you need to be fair and understand that a lot of people are going to say I, I got a wife and three kids. I'm just going to do what I'm told here. And I don't agree with that logic, but I think that's a lot of what we're facing. Yeah. Th thanks for that, Crow. So is there anything else anybody wants to say about this doctor situation, the, the video yes. that's going around? Oh, go right ahead, yes. Baldini. As a matter of fact, cover that for one second. I need to grab something. I'll be back in two seconds, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll give you uh, my take on it and how to – and how I basically the way that I approach this, right, is that um, so to begin with, understand that um, controlled opposition is part of what's called uh, psychological operations or psycho psychological warfare. And this is primarily predicated on the ultimate result. What is its end result? And um, I think you can one of the things you can look at is understand that the people who are who do those things are experts in that field. And primarily what they do is they try to um, elucidate an, or rather elicit an emotion. Uh, and then, I mean, you can see what masters they are. If you ever watch a movie or watch television, they can uh, get you to, you know, bring you to tears, even though you, you even if you know what the you've seen the movie before, even if you know what the plot is, you know what's going to happen. Um, they can uh, pull on, you know, they're they're experts at it. So, for example, when I first watched the thing 
with uh, Floyd, the Floyd situation. Um, it, it immediately tried to elicit an emotion, right, of anger. And uh, you could, I, I could immediately tell the problem with the, the way that it was set up it, is that it was designed to, to polarize and, design, and um, divide people. Uh, so you would either have those who were angry at the cops or those who um, were the police, you know, what I call the blue tongues, right, who support that. Uh, and uh, they made, um, uh, they, they used a, a stereotype, right? So both the people who were watching and talking to the police uh, and the person they were arresting, uh, you know, you're going to you're gonna get those people coming out of the woodwork going, you should have just done what they said, right? And, and it, the whole thing was um, clearly contrived. Uh, so uh, understand first the emotions that uh, they're trying to um, elicit from you. And second, again, uh, understand that when it comes to controlled opposition, the best quality controlled opposition is those who don't know that they are. Uh, for example, Bob Lazar was a classic case uh, of a guy who who uh, firm, he absolutely believes what's happening to him. And then they chose him, uh, I believe, based exactly on his psychological profile. They knew exactly what would happen, and they kind of drove him into it so that he would go say these things. And I would say exactly the same thing about Edward Snowden, uh, that, that uh, he would not have gotten a peep out if they didn't want him to. Now, he probably absolutely believes he's very sincere in what he says, uh, but he is m misled. And I think um, when I watched i didn't I honestly didn't watch the entire thing with the doctors but i watched enough probably 25 30 minutes uh kind of skimmed through it to see that most of them um unlike uh you know crisis thespians who you can tell are disingenuous from immediately you can tell <laughs> did you say crisis thespians i think baldini stashed some extra cocaine over there <laughs> but anyhow back off man okay no, crisis thespians now, Baldini, no, I'll just say this real quick, though, with, you know, you're talking about Bob Lazar and, uh, you know, or Julian Assange, all these people. I've seen, you know, Masonic hand signs and all this stuff. So man, these man, people are definitely not on their this, own. They're, they're, okay, so th this may this may be the case, Harvey. And, that, and so here's, again, my take is I leave the door open for just about anything, right? I'm just going with the, the way I break it down and go, what what is the, um, who, who stands to gain? Right. So if you always want to say follow the money trail or whatever, right, in this case it would be who stands to gain. And when so what I see uh, from my just my take, right, is that most of the people talking were from their perspective fairly um, genuine. Right. But as uh, as Crow said, and I absolutely agree, they cannot see outside their own uh, training and perspective. Right. So that so um, none of them are going to come. I mean, uh, from, from my perspective, what here's kind of the, the take. Right. Is it is it is sort of a setup. But I don't think that most of them. I, I mean, again, I didn't listen to all of them. I didn't listen to every second of it. Um, but my takeaway was that um, they were sort of set up. Right. In similar to the same way that um, Mark Sargent was set up in Behind the Curve. And he's trying to do something genuine, but it's how they present it. Right. So um, just a lot of people started calling him, you know, a shill well, even before that. Right. But even like Jaron from Jaronism, um, he was, you know, from my perspective, he's clearly very genuine about what he's doing. But he got sort of taken. Right. Because they presented it one way and then, and then they show the audience something else. And in, in a similar way, they get uh, doctors. Right. Who um, they from the beginning, from my experience with people in the medical community, they were programmed for this before there was ever an announcement, right? They were sort of indoctrinated already to expect that there's going to be a pandemic. They'd been doing pandemic exercises prior to this. Very few are talking about that, but they were already primed for this. And so when they gave, got them the information, they got information overload. They were getting updates more multiple times a day before it ever really be hit the mainstream news so that they would be the ones the central point of influence uh, to tell other people um, right that they um, that they believed it right so they believe what's going on uh, so uh, the the sort of takeaway they get into a position where uh, they're feeling like um, they're revealing that there is a lie 
right? Okay, there, there is a lie, right? So, so we all know this, right? All of us on this panel, we know that there's, it's all stinky, it stinks to high heaven. And there are people out there who are going, hey, these things don't add up. And so then they present some doctors who go, oh, well, okay, there is a lie, and that is um, that there's, a, there's already a cure for it. <laughs> right. And so we're going to present this cure. And so they come off as uh, genuine uh, for the most part. Right. And seem very impassioned. And then exactly um, what was said about the what uh, Wayne said about this one gal, they ripped her to shreds. Right. So, so you just got the temerity to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to fight for this and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they uh, they make fun of her and mock her with all the stuff uh, that, you know, pretty much everything she said, although the way, again, the way they present it seems, you know, preposterous is everything uh, in the truth community is, the, the crazier it sounds, the more likely it is to be true, but they frame it in a way to say, okay, now anybody, but so then they pull it, right? So then they censor it. Uh, and now it gives it the patina of legitimacy. And so now it's it, the ultimate takeaway, for, for, again, from my perspective, and wa walking through this is that they, they give a sense of anybody who says anything against the mainstream narrative is nuts right or uh it relieves the pressure of those who are beginning to feel like hey there's something going wrong here then they present the certain doctors and go oh well that's what it is there there is a cure for it so they still believe in uh the fact that there is a an actual pandemic there is actually a beer bug out there that's going to kill you uh but oh they're hiding they're just hiding uh the, you know that's the truth they're hiding right so it's again it's a it's a sleight of hand Oh, too many people feel like uh, there is something wrong with our narrative. Here's here's what's wrong. It's a it's a you know a disingenuous reveal, uh, and then they smear them at the same time. And so, um, from my from from my perspective, when we're talking about the idea of a controlled opposition, is that again from my perspective, those uh, the best controlled oppositions are those who don't realize that they're being played. Um, and so they they may have been in the, you know the Lazar and stuff. They may have been giving Masonic symbols, or they might they might. Be. And I, again, I leave the door open for almost anything because uh, of uh, data anemia. I just don't have all the information. But but the well, process Paul, that you, I, the process I work for, yeah. I work through. Just Paul, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish real quick, and then you can, okay, then you, go ahead, run, go ahead. you can run. Right? It's just the, the process that I work for, through. Right? Is to see um, w what is the intended result and um, who stands to benefit the most. And the players are even become sort of minor. Uh, when it comes to that, right? So that the players are less uh, important than what's the ultimate uh, result intended to be and who benefits from that. And that's sort of how I break it down, right? So uh, it's all yours. That, that's how I'm, that's how I walk through yeah. it is to see who's, who stands to benefit, um, who, who's, who's going to gain and what's the intended outcome. And from working that way, I can kind of feel again, what is, um, like, again, I'm, I can walk into a room and see a kid's got cookie crumbs on his face. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't know, uh, for exactly how many cookies he ate, exactly what time he did it. And if there was somebody else with him, I know he ate the fucking cookies, right? I, I don't have to <laughs> know all the details to know he ate the cookies. And so in this case, I, I know they're eating the cookies. I don't know how, many or even what kind. I don't know if they were chocolate chip or if they were raisin. I, I know he's got cookie crumbs on his face and I know that he ate the cookies. Yeah, I'll just say this. You know, you said you didn't really look at it too much. I'll just, I'll just tell you right now, look into things deeply. You know, this this woman, uh, Dr. Stella Emanuel, she's all over CNN, Daily Beast, Washington Post. She's making all the mainstream networks. This is, I mean, it's blatant. Blatant in your face. And the issue I have here. Uh, Baldini is this a major issue is um, when we support you know people in the truth community supporting these so-called heroes that come out of nowhere out of left field supposedly our new heroes again when they when we need a hero they'll create one for us which is nothing new she's pushing it's like this 
Well, wait, wait. Before before you go on, RV, are you are let, you let uh, do you thought. do you think though that do you think I'm supporting what they're let saying? Did you get that? Ball, I'm almost done. On the okay. Speak. It's like this: you drink diet sodas that has it has aspartame. You drink regular sodas that has high fructose corn syrup. So they're giving you two things that are not good for you: the either the vaccine option or this whatever this uh, what, what do you call this stuff again? The hydrochloric uh, queen, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. there's all these uh, bad side effects. Go natural. You don't need any of this garbage. So they give you two alternatives that are not good for you. So again, this I agree. Is like, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is like voting. It's like voting. Oh, I'm gonna vote for Obama. No, I'm gonna vote for Trump. Oh, no, I'm gonna vote for Hillary Clinton. You gotta get this right. It's very important because we're gonna mislead people down a wrong path of following these the, these serpents, these snakes. That are leading us down uh, the wrong path. We don't need these people. These people come out of nowhere. Okay. We just put okay, but, to them. We okay, but that. are you? It's did you get the impression from what I said that that uh, from anything that I said that I support them or believe them in any way? You're giving them <laughs> they, a lot of slack. You give them a lot of slack. I think it's dangerous. We should put our foot down and say, look. We should look at these people. We should take a step back. Let's not get excited. Let's not take their video and upload it. I think it's very dangerous. I didn't. We don't need these people. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. That, well, that wasn't that, that wasn't me. Once you know they're pushing the farm, anything from the pharmaceutical industry that's already controversial, red flags everywhere. We just need sure. to be and I mean, very, my take, very my take honestly, honestly, RV, my take is that uh, I think that that is part of the the takeaway is that it gets people to want to take um, hydroxychloroquine, <clears> and that may have uh, very, uh, you know, to use the word, unintended consequences. It may be in some ways as bad as an uh, untested vaccine. I don't, I don't know that for certain. But what I'm over I mean, a fake again, virus, nothing, nothing that I, nothing I said. Virus. Is intended to um, uh, to give the. I didn't intend to give the impression that I was supporting them or believe anything about um, a beer bug at all. What I'm going through is the process of what I look at. And again, I don't. I don't hold any. Um, I'm not accusing the people who were talking of being uh, the bad people. What I'm saying, but but I will say the message, uh, the takeaway for me is that uh, it, it is um, disingenuous. Uh, you can't trust it right anything that shows up in the news and, and is highlighted in the news cycle or it, these days becomes a viral video if it becomes a viral video um, then you should uh, like the again the George Floyd thing you should be very suspicious of that um, because I don't think they're gonna let it go very far uh, if it actually is the whole truth right and <clears throat> so a, a drop of poison in a gallon of water is still poison and that's that's my point, right? Um, so, for example, the thing on the on the Floyd thing, I think everybody involved there um, was collusive. Here, I'm not sure that they were, but to me, that's not the point. Um, again, what I'm walking through is who stands to benefit, and the people that stand to benefit are all the wrong people, right? So, yeah, I, but I didn't, who, I didn't who does to... who does benefit though? That that's a question we really haven't addressed. If you look at these people that whether you want to say they're doing it because they're evil or they're doing it because they're misinformed think of what they're accepting to push this lying agenda even if they're not aware truly not aware of the lie they're accepting a dystopian future for their children exactly so that's, my, we, that's what i'm we, trying to get to right when we begin to look at who does benefit it sure as hell ain't no one you're ever going to meet on the street or see exactly in so it becomes a bit more sinister when you when you begin to understand um the, the the deal with the devil they're basically taking yeah I think this thing's real so I'll push it and I don't care that my kid's gonna have every book in her school burned no freedom cover her face for the rest of her life and all these types of things 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, man, why? I, who can possibly benefit from this other than people we will never know? Exactly. Well, this kind of reminds me of the situation, and I forget who I spoke with about this last. It might have been you, you, uh, Crow, you and me, where, oh, God, am I going to blank, blank on his name now? The guy who did a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, um, Bart, Bart Sabrell. Well, Seems like a very nice guy. However, if you go with his nar- narrative, it still reinforces the concept of... Right the standard universal model. He's just saying they didn't go to the moon. And that's an interesting concept because he's got some very damning evidence that the moon missions were faked, but the, what, what he's presenting is that what's being faked was faked in earth orbit. And that's as far as they could get. Remember the other side of that, Jason, you and I took this apart and logic will not defend what he's done here. In one clip, the man sitting there saying, I'd give anything to have my day in court here where these guys couldn't dodge my questions. And then he supposedly gets punched in the face. There's your day in court, pal, right there. Um, right. And nothing comes of it. So logic will not, this is the problem with how we view content these days. Um, like I could, I could go six years producing content, 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 and one person one day will show up and see content they don't like, and that's it, man. Everything's out the window, everything you've ever done. And the way we digest what's being pushed on the TV, it's the same thing. Well, that's a good point. Now I'm all about that guy. That's not logic. You have to take the whole narrative and logically put it through the shredder. And if you can shred it, guess what? It ain't a document you can value no more. And, I mean, at this point, guys, I think we can all agree. If it's coming out of your television set, you might as well be wiping your tush with it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for me, the, the controlled um, reveal uh, of it's a lie, but the telling the wrong lie, right? It's, you know, it's like you have a partner who's cheating on you, but um, they what they say is, oh, well, uh, I just went to the bar with some friends. Okay, that part is true. They went to the bar with the friends, but they did other things as well. But they're, they're revealing part of it to release the tension of, oh, I know there's something wrong. So here's the lie, uh, but it, it, it's, not, um, it's not a full disclosure. Um, and, and that's, again, and it provides, um, as RV said, right, it's a false dichotomy. Um, either way you go, you're going in the wrong direction. Right. I, I just will, exactly I will never, I mean, I'm, come at this, Wayne. Um, if we look at any person, regardless of whether they're being what people like to call a shill or paid opposition or some talking head that's under corporate command or whether they really believe what they're saying, how in the hell do you ever get past the world you're building for your children. What do you think, right. Wayne? How do, how, how do we ever deal with that that huge flaw in logic that's never going away? And that's the big thing, and that's an important question to ask because uh, basically our generation, guys, we're not going to be the ones that ultimately suffer the worst from right. you know the results of things going on today. It's going to be our children, and that's why I'm even out here doing this. I, I mean... Uh, if I didn't want to try to secure a better future for my children, uh, I've got plenty of other things that I would rather honestly be doing rather than all the research and stuff that I do and trying to understand uh, how these things are happening and why they're happening. And uh, you could only gaze into the abyss for so long before it drives you absolutely mad. So, I mean, it's, it's a delicate balance between actually looking into this stuff and then taking time to step away and actually enjoy the good parts of life. And, uh, like, 
if you've been researching as long as I have, and I know, Crow, you've been researching a long time, too, and all of you guys have, uh, it really gets depressing at times. And sometimes you just have to step away and say, you know what, I'm just going to go watch a movie or something or, or go out, go swimming, go to the park, go down to, uh, you know, the lake or something and, and just do something fun and enjoyable. And the thing is, we do have to think about what legacy are we leaving for our children. And if we're going along with uh, all these false narratives and, and buying into them like this, it's it's creating this reality for our children. And I I can't do it any longer. Like, I can't buy into it. But I do think it's important to show people the absurdity of it all, how false it is, how much you're lied to. It's about everything, top to bottom. I mean, everything we've ever been taught is a lie for the most part. So when people begin to really understand this and take a step back with a critical eye and look at these things, you got to realize if it's coming out of your television set, if it's coming across, you know, the the major social media platforms on the internet, it's go it's controlled in one way or another, whether it's actual uh you know, controlled opposition per se, or people that are intending uh, to do ill will towards the public, or whether it's people who are genuinely think they're doing something good, and these would be called the useful idiots by the controllers. Um, this is what's going on. You've got to re realize all the information we see is controlled by no more than maybe six corporations, and it's probably far less than that by now. But like, and all these corporations, they have interlocking uh, committees that sit on their boards of directors and stuff like that. So, I mean, at the top of the power structure, there's about 300 people that make all the decisions and are pushing forth these narratives. So this is what you have to realize. So all the information we're getting is just coming from this small select group of people that have very real agendas that they want that benefit them, but not the rest of us. And uh, the thing is, we can't just keep buying into this stuff and just letting them steamroll us. And it's it's so frustrating for me because there's just so many people that I know that are just so caught up in this whole thing. Oh, I'm wearing my mask out in public. I don't want to kill somebody's grandma and that kind of thing. It's like, you, you take a step back for a second and listen to how retarded you sound. Like, like, seriously, me not wearing a mask is going to kill somebody's grandma. How? I'm going to spread something that I don't have to somebody that I don't know, that I may have seen somewhere in passing for about 10 seconds? I don't think so. It, it's it's all just fear-based, and it's all ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I've said this a couple of times, a couple of different places now. The creator did not give us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And everything you see going on in society right now is all based in a spirit of fear, and it's not of a sound mind. It looks like a celebration of mental illness to me, and I brought this up, uh, you know, several people already. When you look at what they have planned for uh, the school districts and stuff reopening in the fall, and, you know, for what's going on, just in general businesses around us, it looks like a celebration of mental illness from top to bottom. I mean, you have people walking around with masks on, wearing gloves, oh, stay six feet away from me, think about it. I'm wearing this plastic face shield over my face because, God forbid, I should breathe the, the air. that You know what I mean? The air that's made of fire or something. It's, it's like, totally absurd. And then, oh, all of a sudden, there's a coin shortage. Like, like seriously, <laughs> how does this stuff happen? There's never... Coins that were this, minted decades for ago. For 45 years now, I have never seen anybody run out of coins. 
ever. The thing is about like that, anywhere. Wayne, is... They don't even take them away. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like they, they do a recall on the money and just take it all out of circulation. Exactly. That That's how you know it's bullshit. Happen. Yeah, when I yeah, want to jump it, in here real quick and say, you know, how, how the hell can there be a coin shortage when everybody's barricading themselves in their homes <laughs> in quarantine at this time? <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Behind absolutely. jars of pennies and nickels. <laughs> <laughs> they're hiding it behind their wall of toilet yeah, paper. that's a good question. You know, I, I want to offer something because all you guys do the research and something Wayne just said hit me because I got to a point where I didn't know if I was going to keep doing this. Um, you look at this stuff and you think you got a handle on it and then it is. You're looking into the abyss. You're staring for too long. And as I began to logically work it out, I realized it's not that at all. It's all fake. So if I can turn on the television, emotionless, see some fake news, immediately understand that it's fake and walk away unaffected, I began to realize that all the things we look at are exactly that. If you want to call the abyss the abyss, that too is synthetic. It's all a put up. Matter of fact, there's very few things about the world we think we live in that are not. And once you understand that it's synthetic, it's a fugazi, it's fake, it's fraud, how can that get you down anymore? Because you're yeah. not a fraud. And if you can just remember that, it might save you because I know exactly what Wayne's talking about. It's like that old Van Halen song. You know, I stood at the edge and there I stood and looked down. <laughs> you know? Um, but well, and then, you... and then the next line, uh, Crow, is that, you know, I lost a lot of friends there. And that, for right. me, is the, that that's the disappointing part. I, I'm not, you know, bothered at all by... Um, the nonsense going out there, because like you know, like you said, it's it's fake. What what bothers me is that um, there are people who I I've known for a long time who are otherwise good people, and they fall for it, and they play it, they pull on their best intentions to get them uh, into a mindset that is harmful. Right, the people who have become mass calls now, and and they think it's okay <laughs> to yell at people for not wearing it, right? Because they they justify it, and many of these people I have known for a long time that otherwise were, you know, bright and good people, and now they are not, right? I mean, they are just they they have become polarized and hateful through what's happened to them through this programming. That's the part that uh, I find disappointing, right? And and concerning to me is not um, what's happening, but what's happening to people. That's the that, because. You know, from from my perspective, again, I, I want to um, try to you know spread um, love as best I can when people uh, cannot receive it, right? And, and because largely now they hate anyone who doesn't believe the same way that they do, and um, you know I don't know anybody who believes the same way I, I do, right? So I'd be very very lonely, right? Uh, but but that's they've been drawn into this cult mentality where they cannot uh, diverge at all from, from the narrative that they buy into. You know, there's this idea of midlife crisis. Part of it is your mortality, but part of it, too, is when you have to recognize, finally, in our fake society that won't recognize that we're all going to die. When you finally do that for yourself, it's not just the fact that you're going to die. It's not just the fact that you can't date young women anymore and all the hang-ups men have and they buy sports cars to try to compensate. It's you start to think, when I die, what did I do here? What is left behind? So for mm -hmm. those people who are mothers and fathers, at least there's a, a sensible answer to that question. I had children, but the truth is, is what we're doing? Yeah, when we're all, each one of us, you know, I don't know how many more years I'm going, 20, 30, 40, I don't know, but when I'm laying on my deathbed, I'm not going to be crying about what I did. So that too is an important thing to remember because yeah, if you lose perspective, staring at the things we're staring at day in day out 
uh, you lose your damn mind if you don't keep a handle, a logical handle on it. But at this point, I kind of feel immune uh, because fake things cannot affect me um, as, as a real thing could. When a real problem comes and a real issue erupts in my life, then that has an effect. Counterfeit things, not so much. Girl, I'm on this exact same page with you on this. People that are letting their uh, emotions get the best. I mean, think of all the wasted time, effort, and energy, all the fear and all the stress that people uh, right. have been put through through this 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 fake virus, the quarantines, and people, of course, uh, committing suicide and and just losing their minds over this over something that's not real. So what it comes down to is you have, a, of course, the majority that believes it. You have the uh, the minority um, that are questioning it, but still think it's real, embellished when it's all basically fabricated. So they have both sides pretty much deceived. But one thing I'll say is this, and getting back to what you're saying, Crow, about living your life, and, and this, this is a sad thing for me. I, and we know this, Crow, that we're living in this matrix, this lie system, and it's sad to me, in existence, uh, basically, your whole life is a lie. You, you live and you die, and your whole life you die deceived. That's a very sad life uh, to live. Uh, uh, just imagine, you know, you believe the lie of, of being a, uh, coming from a monkey, you're living in a spinning ball, zipping through space, while we see, you know, these these great bodies of water, uh, completely static, completely still, like like a mirror. And just because someone on TV with a fancy suit tells you that we're, you know, due to this theory of relativity, we don't sense it. So these people are smart because we see them, and they're very articulate. So they must be speaking the truth, but they can't prove what they say. And we again get back to we're getting back to living our whole life. From, from birth to death, it's nothing but a lie. What a sad life to live. That's why truth is so very important and the foundation of this ridiculous ball earth is so very important uh, to, to keep bringing up because the, this is the foundation, of course, of all lies. Let's well, talk about I, some I mean, part, part of this, though, is we're in a hardship and necessity cycle. So, I mean, isn't that part of why we're here? We got to learn. We got to do yeah. things. We, I mean, how can anyone look at a lifetime and not recognize that everything we see is cycles? How can you not recognize that human beings are the apex here? There's something a little bit special and a little different about being a human being. And everything we can see anywhere in real life cycles. So how can it be that part of this isn't waking up to, to the fraud? I mean, isn't that really part of the test? It's hard to watch because of the tr real suffering it mm -hmm. creates, as yeah. you're pointing out. But my point would be... I mean, what if someone told you who could prove they were true, you're coming right back here and doing it until you get it right. Um, what if someone told you that? Think of how much differently we would live. And now, now we all know what TV's for, just so no one will ever have that thought. Well, just to make the point, that's how I believe. That's what I accept yeah, to be the right. truth. You come back here until I, you get it right. Everything, well, I look at this everything cycles. I don't know what happens to us when we die, but we're, I think we're a bit deluded. There, there is not, see that's part of what's gone on here is you know the spinning ball the spin, everything is linear we're going from A to B and that nothing works like that nothing you can observe works in a linear fashion per se nothing that matters on a grand scale and, yeah. and I, I would point out you know it, it's someone just asked me as a matter of fact I just included in the episode image that I'm going to put out at midnight tonight 239 they were asking me about the biblical idea of the 144,000. And I knew a long time ago what supposed enlightened masters had said it was. It's the 144 idea. It's 12 times 12. It's the idea that you have to be in each station of the sun 12 times, or at least until you master it. Each one 
and you're coming back and back and back. That's one way they chose to illustrate it. And I'm not telling you that's the gospel. I'm not telling you these things, but I am telling you what very dedicated, enlightened people chose to wrote down, write down for other people. So even if you have a religious tradition that doesn't accept that, what you're being told is human beings go on from here. And that one piece of knowledge, every Christian says they think they're going to heaven. But did you ever meet a Christian that, that wants to go there today? Heaven's this great place, but no one wants to go there. there there's a flaw in, in what's been done to our minds here. If heaven is a great place, then why would I be afraid to go there? So you can tell there's a flaw in what we've been handed. Um, and I'm just pointing out, it, it's these small things that when your mind flips over and you begin to realize or at least think about them seriously, everything changes and you, you start to become immune. Well, I'm not particularly personally worried about, um, you know, uh, uh, heaven as a place. Uh, I'm uh, I'm OK with right now going to meet my creator because I want to I want to hang out with him. So <laughs> I'm not I, I'm not afraid of it. I mean, well, that's I, the difference between true belief and acting like you read something or were told something well, that you accept. If you truly will walk through the door, then all day long, there's your intent. Yeah. What's, what's I mean, lacking? What's lacking in most of us is the intent. Yeah, man, there's this great place that that. That's heaven. I just never well, want to go there. For, for many people, it's that it, it is a belief system that they sort of have, you know, partially they sort of believe. And for me, it's a relationship. So, you know, I know the guy. I want to go hang out with him. It's fine with me. Um, I'll do it, you know, today because it'd be better better than what's around me. And and this is something that I want to kind of touch on is that for all the people that I stay in contact with in this community, one of the things that has come up over and over again in my research in the Awakening Project is how often and how many people um, feel alone and isolated. And certainly the further into the 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 further away from the lies that you go and the, and the more that your eyes are opened and you see the uh, the fraudulent nature of the world around us, the more separate you become from it and the more difficult it is to, to fit in with that and even to find any interest in it. And then, um, you you know, again, you're more and more separated from people around you. And I find that many people um, lack the, you know, kind of community uh, of, of like-minded people. They they can only find it there through uh, the internet, things like that, because uh, they, they are very alone uh, in their in their relationships. Many people even have uh, trouble in their marriages if their significant other uh, is not willing to, to take a look at these things. So uh, it is important, I think, to, you know, I mean, there are people that I know uh, in this community whose uh, families, their whole family calls them crazy, right? And they have to go through this all the time. And, uh, it, you know, it's, um, I just want to try to, like, support those those people by continuing to, to help uh, you know grow the grow the community and get people to kind of um, you know come together uh, to you know with each other uh, to support one another because again the further that you get down these rabbit holes and this is you know what I've said before is that I, I love the fact that people come from all different places but all end up in the same parking lot when you're chasing after truth and that to me is a great sign uh, so uh, I'm encouraged you know by that um, the number of the people who are um, the, they wake up enough that they don't have any interest in what's around them and they're not you know again they're not afraid of the the gobbledygook they're just um you know they feel kind of alone and isolated and so i just you know i tip my hat to those folks and say just hang on to each other real tight you know because um, i mean it, what i've seen in this community we've got each other's back so uh, i i love that aspect right and how um uh, a lot of the, the the early difficulties i saw in the truth community about uh, people uh, calling each other out has subsided thankfully for the most part um at least at least the communities that i hang in so um, to me that's a, that's a very positive aspect and so I'm delighted to see that. 
You know, I, I would add that each of us knew what we were signing up for, though. Every early adopter, if you want to use the kind of marketing language of our era, every early adopter that went out, lit the torch, and tried to lead the way, all of them had a tough time. We've all read the stories, um, but what it comes down to is, is, do we adjust? Do we do the best we can? I mean, if you are a good example, then other people will recognize that. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I'm with you. I get emails every day. My, yep. my wife's leaving me, my, and I'm all, you're doing it wrong, man. Um, that's that's not the way. The only mind you can change is your own. And, you know, you can ask Jason how much time I spend thinking, what are the words that I could possibly thread together that the most people would consider? Um, because I know in my life, I've been told a true thing 50 different ways to Sunday and never picked it up until just for some weird reason, one person one day used this string of words and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Told that thing endless times. Never got it. But that one time, I got it. Well, that's what's good about having so many different people doing what we do because one person's approach might not work right. for somebody or click with somebody, but someone else's might, you know? I mean, that, and that's I – I tell people that all the time. It's like if you have a passion for speaking the truth, then do so because you don't know. If you change one other person, wasn't it worth your time? Absolutely. Yeah. And one, you know what? That's one, one, to do this, man. Yeah, one true thing that I've seen from everybody who has responded um, to the Awakening Project is, is despite all these issues, there's not a single one of them who said, no, I would just turn around and walk back uh, and live that lie. Not a single one, right? So everybody is going to follow the truth um, to its end. And that, again, is to me very encouraging that nobody's turning around and saying, I give up. Right, I can't do it. No, again, nobody that, that I've been talking to uh, has said, I'm going to turn around and give up. It's too hard. Uh, I know that many people have had those thoughts, right? But I haven't seen anybody who's, who's throw, bagged it and said, no, I'm, I'm done. This is, uh, this is too much. I think what the important, uh, important point to make about truth is this. Uh, we didn't get it all overnight. We can't expect someone else that's maybe not as committed as us to get it, you know, even a longer uh, period of time. So here's the thing is, of course, 30, 40, 50 years of programming, brainwashing, uh, indoctrination through the system, um, you're not going to change that overnight, in a week, in a month. It takes time. It's like going to Truth University. And these people, you know, they must, um, of course, have that passion for the truth. It's like force feeding a baby. You know, they're going to spit it out if they don't like, you know, it's, if it's too much, too soon. You put too much in there too soon, the baby's going to choke on it. You you got to put in increments. You got to be. You got to have a strategy. You got to plant seeds. You can't yeah. be forceful. You you got to you got to be smart about it as well. And sometimes it's so clear to us. It's so obvious to us. And we get upset. We get angry. We get frustrated when they don't get it. We have to take a step back and yep. rethink our approaches. No, that's that's well said, RV. Because you know, calling people sheeple and going, you got to wake up. I mean, that's uh, that's not going to do well. But I've it's got just, the documents. It, <laughs> come, with, come with the information right the information is good uh, but you, you just simply uh, can't uh, you know hit them uh, with you know condescending uh, hostility it's just not going to work well and even when they come at you with it right then uh, if you're going to be higher minded then it behooves you to be the adult Right. And sometimes you do have to, you know, step away, but but let it um, let it happen. Right. And so, again, like Arby says, you got to plant the seeds. Right. And and do well. Uh, but again, this is what I try to say is to speak the truth in love. Right. It's just that's that it's that simple to me. And well, my yeah. 
my litmus test is always, uh, you know, for me, if love is not the motive, God is not involved. And, and so for, from my perspective, and that's who I'm responsible to, um, that's the way I have to approach it, is that uh, I can't do things um, contrary uh, to that principle. And so uh, if I can't reach people, then I just have to, you know, let it go and walk away. And if I can and they come back and ask questions, I'm happy to answer them. Uh, but, but I can't, uh, like you said, I can't force feed it to anybody. Yeah, I agree with you. Well said there, Baldini. But I'll just say this as well. You know, you have to really, of course, arm yourself with the information. Uh, when you speak with someone, be concise. Um, basically, you got to prove what you say. If you're going to be speak with someone, you got to be well armed. And basically, what I've done is, even with scientists uh, that I know in my neighborhood, it's one particular scientist. You know, basically, I tied him in knots. All I could do is get angry, upset, and just steam coming out of his ears. He didn't know, like, for example, the ball earth. He knew none of the dimensions, the radius, the circumference, diameter, nothing. And um, specifically the radius. I mentioned it's under 4,000 miles. He flipped. He was like, no, it's not. I said, why don't you just Google it? <laughs> Google it. You'll find out. And from that, we get the supposed, um, you know, we, we get the supposed curvature rate and all that. And he flipped out. He basically walked away. Um, and he, he, you know, of course, got, got online, found out he was wrong immediately the next day. He uh, parks his car in front of his house. He walks up to me, doesn't mention any of our discussion, was very polite, very cordial. His <laughs> way, without saying it, he's sorry. You know. So, again, arming yourself, what I'm getting at is arming yourself with the information and definitely uh, things you can really prove. Um, you know, and that's big. That's huge. Not just something uh, like a lot of people, I hate to say it, in the conspiracy realm, uh, they, they start picking at things that they can't really verify or prove. Make it simple. Make it concise. And uh, and be confident what you're saying, and, and really, um, you got to be knowledgeable and, and know your stuff inside and out. Yeah, yeah. And from from what I'm seeing, right, there's some of the best avenues are again to pick things that um, that you can not only confirm but are uh, low emotional impact, so not something that's going to trigger them. And the further away you can get it, just to open up their eyes to the fact that there is deceptions. And once the, once that penny drops, uh, then you've got a better chance. But as but as long as they're asking, well, why would they lie? Uh, that's a difficult one to get over. Uh, and especially if you try to go head on into something that's going to tr emotionally trigger them uh, and something that's got them in fear right now. Uh, so if you can. Go Go to something that you know I call um, you know high proximity, something that's very far away, and uh, that but you can prove like Gulf of Tonkin is a great one, or Operation Northwoods is also a good one. Um, that these are proven things. There's no conspiracy theory about it. This is uh, on the record, uh, but they they lied. Right. And uh, it doesn't usually have too big of an emotional impact on people other than they realize that they've been lied to. And once you get that door open, then there are other places. Then then you can start kind of feeding and, and watering that plant. Um, but that is one of the first um, things that's tough to crack is that, well, so many people have to be in on it. And just why would they lie? That's, you know, um, in, well, appeal to incredulity is obviously bad. Uh, it's it's a you know logical fallacy. That's a tough one to get over. And once you can get the um, their confidence, right, that you do know the information. Uh, and the stuff that they can look up and verify, that's a big one. Well, that's something right there. You just said there, Baldini, that I could just hammer the point right away. I would say, do you know, uh, that, of course, George Bush in his famous NWO speech, um, basically the whole world uh, heard. And then you have, uh, of course, you had Ahmadinejad of Iran calling for a new world order. You have Putin in Russia calling for a new world order. You have all these so-called enemies and allies with the same agenda, you point out things like this right off the bat, and then that you, you just basically, you know, you put you tie these people in knots. They're like, yeah, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. The Vatican, all these again, uh, um, you know, friends, uh, you know, enemies, 
uh, they all have the same agenda. So it's going to be very, very simple to, uh, you know, put it out there clearly. Something like that I would definitely uh, explain. And, of course, everything that's happening now, um, again, getting back to Vietnam, having zero deaths, 100, nearly 100 million people. Um, you know, there's so many inconsistencies with everything they push. Like, literally, every major news story, they have major holes. Once you dig deep, once you really investigate, you're going to find them. And you can p- and point them out. And, you know, you know that's, that's the foundation is, you know, going through time and poking the holes. Uh, it's like Swiss cheese with every event. And you point them all out and you arm yourself with information again. And to me, it's, uh, again, you've got to really do the, the research. And I've done that for a, a tremendous amount of time, uh, many, many hours, many, many years at this uh, to get to that point. Uh, and definitely, like I said, uh, you, you, t- you definitely tie them in knots with the all these uh, world leaders uh, pushing the same NWO agenda. Yeah, you can find the same thing in asking them uh, to explain. Just look into the vector symbology on all space agencies, right? Um, and it just it's it's something that makes them go, what? Uh, so, yeah, if you, again, pick your battles, and I, I know that it's frustrating. Like you said, RV, when you've been doing it for a long time, I mean, my dad gave me a copy of The Unseen Hand in 1984, <laughs> you know, and so you mentioned the George Bush um, NWO speech, right? So I was already hip to the NWO, and when he said that, I was like, holy shit, he said it out loud, I can't believe it, oh my God, right? And yeah. I thought it was all going to happen, you know, then uh, so when you've been doing it you know a long time it's easy to get frustrated because you forget I think some I mean you think it's easy to see things from your perspective I mean, you can see through it right away right like you're the original auto hoaxer right so people think that because it's like you once you see the fingerprint on it you don't have to really you know you don't have to dot all the eyes to go yeah I can just toss that one because I mean it's clear what it's clear it's clearly nonsense there are some big ones like you say it's it's good to do the diligence and go all the way into it so you've got that ammunition but in my daily life again I can look at the uh, stuff and just immediately poke holes in it because you know the fingerprint right you know exactly what you're going to see and when you see it you go yep there it is yep there it is uh, and it be, it does become I think a, a little bit um, frustrating we're like how can you how can you not see it so plain uh, but uh, like you said that's the process of discernment um, that that I was hoping to get to tonight, right? It was just the idea that uh, it does take time, it does take um, effort, and it doesn't just magically happen overnight. And it's certainly even when you um, uh, like the, again all the stories I'm collecting from people and their awakening process uh, for almost everybody, it, it is a process. It is not just like once they saw 9/11 or once they saw yeah. you know S- Sandy Hoax that like suddenly the world opened up. But it did it did uh, click a cog in the wheel, right? Where suddenly now they're open to uh, these other things being potentially possible uh, that we could be light at these different levels. And then once you, you know, again, it took even me time to, like, I was already past flat earth by the time I realized that all this Galagerian timeline was nonsense, right? So, uh, I mean, it would seem to be the other way around because there's tons of evidence uh, that history is a lie. And yet, uh, it's just not out there very much, whereas, you know, the the cosmology thing sort of took off at the end of 2014, early 2015. And, and so, um, you know, while that's sort of a big pill to swallow for some people, I, I think, you know, again, it took me longer to get to um, the depth of history once you realize, you know, once you get to a point, you realize every, like, they didn't lie about some things. It's everything. And, and and that's the only thing that really makes sense after a while is that everything is a lie. That's how they keep yeah. you off, off kilter is that it's not just one thing. It's everything. You're so lost in a sea of lies. It becomes difficult for anybody to wake up from it because it does completely undermine their entire foundation of the worldview. And that's why it makes it's too it's a hill too far for for many people. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I, I boiled down a couple things that I think will help here because exactly what you just said becomes the mountain that you can't scale. So I went to the root of it and I said, well, why? Why? How, how does this work? And what I found was two things. 
people have been convinced to believe in things with absolutely no uh, any anything other than the suggestion or the offer that you should believe in a thing and yeah. most of those people who believe in it then have a difficult time unbelieving it later but the main thing under all of it is common sense if you can instill the slightest bit of common sense back into a conversation or a human mind um, it goes so far after all the entirety of the NASA spinning everything model requires that you have lost common sense because if or you that you don't look at it yeah even so it's just simply a thing that you have believed in for so long it's true but the point is is if you ever stop and bring common sense that God gave you none of that's possible instantaneously then you got to do the wrestling act but I would just add if you can deal with the idea of believing things and that it's just a choice there's no it's just literally, well, there's two kinds of cupcakes there. I think I'll go with the chocolate. It's a choice. You decided to believe into the chocolate cupcake. There's nothing more behind it. And that is so much of what goes on in our world. But underneath that, it's the common sense has just been beat the hell out of us. You know, Crow, you just hit the nail on the head there with the uh, common sense. Like one thing I've really, I mean, one thing you look at, for example, the Iraq War, um, with Saddam Hussein, the supposed capture was it back in two, 2003 during the uh, winter. I believe it was like December 14th in a huge, huge red flag. See, these the problem with liars that can't keep their lies straight is behind Saddam Hussein with all the Marines um, was a date palm. And this is December 14th. And that, that date palm is loaded with dates. <laughs> that can't happen. It's literally impossible. And even people <laughs> in Iraq... They were like looking at that like, no, basically, literally, you know, dates uh, in Iraq, they basically fruit um, in summertime. And there's no there's no more dates after September. October. They're literally gone. It's literally impossible. It's like expecting if you're in California to see an apple, uh, uh, say an apple on a tree in December, January. It can't happen. It's literally impossible. So what I'm getting at, it's literally telling you this is a pre-production. They filmed it in summer. He's part of the world stage. Uh, little things, something's very minute as just a date palm full of fruit. They, um, you know, they gave that man. They gave that man the key to the city of. I think it was Detroit, right? Didn't they give Saddam <laughs> the key to the city of Detroit? That should tell everybody something. Yeah, yeah, and also to Benghazi. Here's another one too. I mean, they're always. I always say dates. Uh, you know, colors, sign symbols. You know, they're all about that. That's their language, and people do not know this language, so they're they're not going to comprehend it. Like, for example, Benghazi happened on September 11th, uh, the third 3,000 emails. They're all coded stories. Uh, getting back to what uh, the great Baldini was talking about uh, with, the, with the, what's his name, uh, Bob Lazar. Well, the whole foundation of that, you have Roswell supposedly taking place on the third, third parallel, you know, and you have all the dupe and delight with all the army guys, with all the, here's the thing is, they say this. They, they, you know, they got this, I'm getting off topic, but it's really important to mention, things that just don't make sense. Common sense as a child, I remember watching documentaries about Roswell that I had questions. They say this ship that crashed, that burst in a million pieces, they took the pieces, they tried to destroy it, they couldn't, they tried to melt it. It was yeah, indestructible. We found this valuable thing, let's destroy it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and here's the thing is, like the Phoenix Lights, on the third, third parallel in Phoenix, of course, the Phoenix um, is shaped like um, the the Masonic square. They're yeah. putting their signs and symbols, telling you uh, again, signs, symbols, dates, numbers, and colors right in front of our faces. People do not know their language. 
It's like listening to Chinese. It's like listening to a conversation. If you only know English, listen to Chinese, and you're not going to understand a word. That's the same thing uh, with their way of communicating. And that's and that's part of the reason I think that they they do it, RB. Right? Is because if you try to um, share that with people who haven't um, who don't understand the lay of the land, to them that sounds crazy, right? You break out gematria, you break out their numerology and the things that they hold valuable. Right. And so we see it everywhere. Like I said, you see their fingerprints on it. Right. You, you know right away what you're looking at. Uh, but you try to approach that topic. If you try to start there, they're going to dismiss you as crazy. Oh, yeah, that's just, you know, that's crazy yeah. talk. But so you so again, that's a little bit more like, you know, graduating from the from the milk to the meat. Right. If you're going to kind of use that analogy, uh, that 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 is um, stuff that you learn as you go along. Right, that you can start yeah. to see, um, like you said, signs and symbols rule the world, and that's why, in part, I think why they use them, uh, because it's it's uh, it's got both its esoteric and esoteric um, way, and so they explain it as one thing. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense, right? They just explain it away, uh, and so uh, people just cannot grasp uh, that it, it, you know, that it goes that deep, right? So yeah, exactly. even if you even if you look at the idea of child trafficking, right? I mean, we have what three hundred and eighty thousand plus that go missing uh, every year, just in just in the United States. More than five hundred thousand in North America, and that number is vast. Uh, and and the fact, you know, and it's proven. I mean, you can just look it up. Just just you know, go go do a search right now. It's there, and yet it's never talked about right in in the media at all. Uh, and they get all bent over what you know, a few hundred deaths here here and there over one thing, and people are going crazy, right? That let, let's let's even even let this thing that's going on right now. Remember the vaping thing when people went crazy over a dozen <laughs> deaths, and they and they outlawed <laughs> vaping over like twelve. 15 deaths, uh, yeah, but 500 plus thousand in North America kids go missing, and most are never recovered, and we know where they're going. But you try to you try to explain that to people, and they yeah, just you, they can't they can't get it through their head. You, you gotta you gotta get an angle though. It's like I I faced exactly what you're talking about when I said Ebola was nonsense back in the day. <laughs> so all these people started attacking me. So I sat down. And I said, okay, what tools do we have? How can we prove this wrong? So I said, okay, this is this one's not too difficult. We all have search engines now. So I went back on there to respond to them, and I said, you'll find this weird electric green that's unnatural in almost every, like 90% of the press pool photos to do with Ebola will have this unnatural green. That is Pavlov's dog. Instead of a bell, they're using the green because it's a static image. And all these people who were poo-pooing the idea went out to search engines, and they still tried to defend what they were saying, but the overwhelming majority of people said, holy crap, he's not wrong. Look, how could it possibly be that they get this weird electric green into every shot? And so I started to try to go around the idea of <laughs> forcing common sense on someone to, hey, man, you got a search engine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the, that's the After big thing. a while, it just it becomes Perfect. pattern recognition after a while. Right. That, that's the whole thing. Once you realize the symbols and the, the different uh, means of communication that these people are using and how they have layers of meaning encoded in each and every symbol or, say, color or, you know, numerology, all these different tools that they use to communicate this esoteric information and or to put their fingerprint on things, once you begin to realize that's what's going on and you see it everywhere it becomes pattern recognition and once you mm -hmm. start to recognize the patterns you could instantly know like without even researching it or looking at it any further if you see okay coronavirus took 33,000 lives today you know right off the top yep. of your head okay there it is 
that's utter nonsense. Next item, please. And you could keep looking down. You could you could break apart the news cycle this way just by looking at simple things. Or uh, like Crow pointed out uh, with the Ebola, the electric green kind of color, this unnatural neon green type color. I've noticed that too. But uh, you know, when yeah. he said something about that, I went back and I looked and I know exactly what color he's talking about, and he's not wrong. And that's the whole point. So they use these subtle things to influence your mind with this stuff and to communicate different meanings to each other. And depending upon your level of initiation into the group, you might uh, be able to pick out different meanings with slightly different uses of different symbols or colors or things like that or numbers uh, that people at a lower initiation level might not understand and this is how they kind of layer things and and use these communications amongst themselves as well as just putting it out there in plain sight in the public view right in people's faces without them realizing it and and that's the other thing i mean they're not hiding what they're doing they're they're just flaunting it out there in plain sight so you know and that's the whole thing and people begin to recognize the patterns and this is one step in using discernment once you start to recognize the patterns it takes this takes time you have to actually look at these things and study these things and try to understand the symbols they use and the you know the different ways they use this and the, the different correspondences they made so you know when we look at this kind of thing this is what happens you begin to recognize these patterns and as you go further and further into the, this line of study it becomes a habit with you and then it just becomes like like crow always says it you, you could smell something burning in the kitchen you don't even really need to explain any further you just know something's intrinsically wrong on the face of it that it's 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 false you, you just know and it's this sense of knowing that you eventually get to after you've done this for long enough and uh, there's just certain lines of thought and reasoning that go along with this that uh, over time with the development of this discernment, which takes a long time, and this study, you just, you get it. After a a period of time, just one day, somebody says something just the right way, and then you understand what they're talking about, and you get it. And uh, once you get it... Think like an adult again, basically, I would say. I would say that we should have had that... Common sense back in place. We should have had that the whole time, and it's the difference between thinking like a human adult and not a human adult. Well, what you're saying is you're, you're being able to dial in on, on the revelation of the method, like you're recognizing things. And there's one that I saw yesterday where they're admitting it, where the WHO came out, the World Health Organization, admitting that the masks don't do diddly squat and you don't need them, and that people who are, whatever they call it, asymptomatic and all that, can't spread it to anyone else. Well, obviously not because there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nonsense to begin with. Well, you know what? There's there's just so much symbolism. I, I want to get into the crone itself, but one thing I'll back up that crow is talking about that I covered extensively was going on was Ebola, and again, all this all, all the signs, symbols, and, and you know and the numbers are there. You know, for example, crow's talking about that that greenish color, and of course, you look at for example the group the album, um, all the albums for the group Poison, they have that right. greenish mm. color. You know, the, the green yep. lipstick on the women. Um, you had, for example. The uh, again, predictive programmer just talking about that, uh, Jason, where you had that Holiday Inn commercial from the year, I believe it was 2000, 2001. Uh, you know, those goofy Holiday Inn commercials where they're, you know, they say this, this, and this. Oh, we just stayed at the Holiday Inn. Well, this one was about Ebola, where you had all these people in these hazmat suits 
and they dropped the vial and they said it was the killer uh, virus Ebola. So other things, for example, five doctors, U.S. doctors, um, supposedly contracted Ebola, all 33 years old. Five of them, all 33 years old. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all, again, this is getting back to Corona, where you had Kobe with the crown, the Corona, buried supposedly in Corona Del Mar. You have the Masonic symbol with the crown, which is the Corona. The World Health Organization has the, the wreath, which is the Corona as well. A corona is a wreath or a crown. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you look at the one supposed hero, cop in Seattle. He's flashing his Corona California MMA school. Um, you have George Floyd. He, his iconic photo is right next to a Corona bottle. So they're having this Corona, um, you know, it's like pro wrestling. We have the, these angles. This is the big thing, the Corona, and they're really pushing it. And definitely, again, the, the Masonic 33 order of chaos. Dead center is the crown or the corona. So it's yeah, all about this symbolism. Is, and this is one thing that I was, um, wanted to get to, one of the, the methods. And it's been, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people discourage this. And um, But I, I would very much encourage to better understand the beliefs of those who are doing this. Because then you can better understand their means and methodology. Um, so many people are afraid to look at what, um, for example, Luciferians or Masons or the Jesuits, what they actually believe. Once you understand the way that they think, then you can much better see their means and methodology. You know, for, for example, um, I didn't uh, put a lot of stock, right, initially into the idea of um, the rampant transgenderism that goes on uh, amongst, uh, you know, the beginning, um, you know, the beginning folks, uh, or the, the royalties, right, and um, the sex symbols, until you realize uh, what their beliefs are about androgyny, right, and um, uh, what they, you know, and that it's a sort of apotheosis, and then you can better understand why they're doing it, right, so then it, then it makes it much, much more clear, and you can better understand uh, the way that they approach approach things, for example, uh, foreshadowing. Right, and uh, as we often talk about revelation of the method, so foreshadowing is what we see predictive programming. Right, they show you a certain thing over and over and over until it kind of uh, becomes uh, an idea uh, in your mind. And uh, these, so these sort of things, once you understand what their beliefs are, the way that they see things and they think magically, uh, then you can see, sort of much easier see how it works out and the way that they employ um, things like uh, sleight of hand and misdirection. That's a big one, right? This uh, from the very beginning, what we're talking about with the with the doctor. Right, it's a misdirection play. In other words, look over here, and what you don't catch, right, is is the lie, uh, because they're arguing it the wrong point of the lie, right? And it's the same way. Uh, well, we see a lot of times is they get you arguing the the about certain details, but but it presumes that the lie is is still the truth, right? So you're arguing about the wrong details, and so uh, again, uh, the better you can understand what these people think and believe, uh, the better chance you have of understanding their methodology and seeing it with clarity when you see it happen. Yeah, it, like I said earlier, it's just like this this whole debate uh, left right when it comes to the uh, uh, the va the uh, supposed uh, outbreak with the coronavirus. It's again just like politics, left versus right. You're, it's a false paradigm. You're, you're, people are fighting over. You're still thinking it's real. And that's, that's the trap people are falling for. And again, we have, you know, everybody in the panel that knows it's non-existent, basically. And uh, they're, they're pushing it as, as real, and that's that's dangerous. And people are going to be run, running to get these uh, treatments uh, because they're scared. And again, pushing it as real, that's all they want. As long as you, you don't call it a hoax, you call it real, that's all they want, either side, and they win. 
Yep. And th- so the same thing, uh, RV, with um, the, the whole uh, cops versus BLM. Right. They're trying to force yeah. you into a side and it's both controlled. Right. It's both nonsense. It's one side versus the other. So they try to polarize you. And that's why I was saying about the, the original video from George Floyd. Right. Is that it tried to polarize you into one of two sides. And it's exactly what we see play out in these, um, you know, riots or uh, demonstrations in the various cities is that you're supposed to take either the side of BLM, defund the police or the side of law and order. And we're going to send in the feds and show those Antifa wussies. Right. So it, it tries to force you into that false paradigm. And as you said, when you see it all, or I guess it was Crow that said it, when you see it all as fake, that, that doesn't have any effect on you. It doesn't, uh, they, they cannot yeah. trigger your emotions because you're not emotionally invested in it, right? You have no emotional investment in that. Um, but what you are looking for is, a, again, the way that they um, the way that they use means and methods uh, to, to bring it out. And then you can immediately see things like those numbers and colors uh, and the formats that they, uh, and the words that they use. And so when you see that a guy's name is Mason, <laughs> Right, involved yeah. somehow, or the, or the decade markers. What about that? BLM yeah, exactly. is just well, BLM is just MLK uh, reciprocally. You know, it's flipped. So the queue up, the 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 racial queue up was MLK, Martin Luther King back in the day. They just reused it, and they turned the K, which is an eleven, into a B, which is a two. Um, it's the same idea brought forward. Jason picked up on the idea of how it felt like the early '60s, which I was there for. Um, but when you start to, when you get to a certain level, it's no longer a requirement to understand it's false. What actually begins to happen is exactly that. It's like, oh, wow, they're, they're replaying the sixties, 50 years after the fact. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny too. And, uh, Baldini, you mentioned about the name Mason, uh, just something real quick that I've covered, um, years ago was this one character named uh, Mason Wells. He supposedly survived. Uh, the Boston bombing, the, he survived supposedly the Belgian bombing, and then he supposedly survived the France, uh, French attacks in, in Paris. Right. Uh, and then he's flown, <laughs> he's flown back to Utah, and uh, he's he's greeted uh, by this Mormon leader. His name was um, uh, Dallin H. Oaks. So his uh, middle initials H. His last name is Oaks. Oaks. Dallin. Yeah. Oh, these are psychopaths <laughs> clearly behind all this nonsense. How about uh, George Mason Floyd's Wells. teacher? How about George Floyd's um, grade school teacher? <laughs> yeah. Wayne L. Sexton. Wayne L. Sexton, yeah. I mean, come on. Do you navigate the, to the stars with that? <laughs> it's like this. It's like, um, of course, the, the infamous uh, uh, Wayne uh, Carver, the, you know, a corner carving up people, yep. uh, Sally Ride. The first uh, so, uh, so-called <laughs> female space, astronaut, yeah. a NASA yeah. astronaut in, in space, Sally Ride. Out of all the millions of women, a woman named Sally Ride, like she's taking a ride into space, uh, Bernie, like he met off with your money. I mean, the list goes on and on, uh, and this is kind of graphic, but of course with Anthony Weiner showing up as yeah. Weiner, it's <laughs> just ridiculous. And the list goes on and on and on with these play on names. There's actually uh, this one story with this one woman with her name Fugazi, which means fake. <laughs> it's just... It's endless, and I don't have a list in front of me, but I made a whole video. And uh, one thing I found funny is, um, the 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 as far as NASA is concerned, the whole um, the, these space telescopes. It was basically created, invented. The whole concept came from um, Arthur C. Clarke, but uh, the, the main uh, the main person that came up with this whole concept for in reality, supposedly or false reality, is is a man named Lyman. Spitzer Lyman, he's a li- mm-hmm. he's lying to you, 
and it, that's that's the first uh, space telescope, the uh, the Spitzer uh, telescope. So, and there's that one uh, Nancy uh, Leiterman, I believe her name was, with the whole um, uh, what do you call that? The uh, pl- uh, Planet X, you know, and that's another. Of oh, course, that you thing. Know, this thought of other planets, other worlds. So they love again, you know, not to be repetitive. They love that play on names, and again, it's like it's like watching Batman with the Joker. You know, these are psychopaths behind all this. It's like this. They have all the money. They have all the power. Now it's like they're bored. This is like let's just play with the world. You know, let's just have a good time and 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 just you know we out of a snap of our fingers we can have the world go in a certain direction. These are literally psychopaths behind the wheel. There's a question so from the chat room. What, I'd like to what address. What happened to the 9/11 project, Baldini? The 9/11 project? Oh See, yeah, I, you, I told you you forgot about it, Jason. Yeah. Without Rose, I knew we'd forget. Wayne what? remembered. Oh no, that yeah, okay, yeah, that one. No, we're. Uh, I talked about it on uh, my show this last week. We have people uh, ah. ready to sign up. I'm um, actually was going through some stuff because I wanted to give people advice on um, uh, setting up their camera and what to look for on their TV. Uh, so again, you want to make sure that the um, the shutter setting is uh, such that it's faster um, than your refresh rate. Otherwise, you won't uh, you won't catch the things. Uh, oh, so, yeah, I've been already starting on that. So, yeah, I just didn't so, know we were calling it the 9-11. So we That's should all. let yeah. Russian vids in because he's got quite a following. Between, Absolutely. Between the five of us, that would be a hell of a well, lot let's, of people. Let's reiterate all this, Crow. Let's, let's go over this concept again. Who wants to clue in Russian vids? Did you hear about it, Russian vids? Actually, this is the first I heard of it. Okay, so I think that the basic idea is that, uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of years back, uh, RV, there was a gal who was taking a selfie with a, just a crappy flip phone camera, uh, and, but she caught a, a white screen uh, with the black letter. She, so she just caught an in-between screen, uh, a basically subliminal that said kill. Uh, and she, they, it was verified that uh, they had seen that. So it was kind of one of those things that got flashed in. And so we were taking a look uh, last week at mesmerism and uh, different aspects of that, but they're using these full programming techniques. So the idea, and uh, Crow mentioned uh, do it on uh, 9-11 because they love their dates, they love that sort of thing, and get a bunch of people uh, to photograph uh, and uh, video their television screens and to try to catch, see if we catch anything interesting uh, in between frames. Uh, so we're kind of working on, on that and uh, I'm going to set up a, uh, basically like a Dropbox, but uh, a thing for if you catch uh, a cloud uh, file. So if you catch anything interesting, send it along and we'll get all the EXIF data, take a look at it. Uh, but that's the idea is to try to catch, uh, get a, a kind of basically crowdsource uh, some images and to see if we catch anything interesting uh, that they're trying to slip in uh, between frames on that date. Right. Yeah, they, they love to do stuff like the, that. The, the, the they live idea, because you know they're going to be wishing they could be blowing up that dam or whatever the next <laughs> thing is. I'm guessing within 36, 8 to 10 days prior to the fall equinox, within roughly, I don't know, a day and a half of the the infamous day, I'm betting we're going to get a real tune in on what's coming next. Um, as, we, as we close out the cycle, are they going to go for max chaos or is it going to go the other way? Yeah, you know what's interesting? Just looking at, you know, people, we need to, I always like to take a step back and look at things. You know, of course, initially with, with Kobe, then it jumped in. Uh, really, they, they hammered, of course, this whole coronavirus. And then they went to the racial aspect, um, and they came back to the corona. So it's like it's like a, um, they're hitting with, hitting us with the, with the right cross, then, then a left hook. They're just because they don't they know that the population maybe <laughs> they have a very short attention span so it's like it's like um strategy of course it's all played out the, the way it's supposed to play out 
but definitely uh, it's meant to happen where um, you know the, the fear and hate basically going on simultaneously and that gets back to the, of course the very famous quote by former CAA officer John R. Stockwell when he talked about uh, during a presentation the, the main focus of the CIA is to keep the world unstable and to propagandize it through faith, uh, through fear and hate and of course fear with the coronavirus and the hate with the George uh, Floyd. So literally both angles going at the same time. This is the, the this is the, the controllers of this world. Uh, and I call them evil geniuses because they have the, the world um, in a trance, you know, and, and yep. again, this is really, uh, they're hitting us hard and getting back to what you're saying, Crow, what's gonna happen next? I've been looking at the Golden Gate Bridge for quite a while. I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I've seen a ton of predictive programming with the Golden Gate Bridge. It could be the Hoover Dam. Um, you you but, know it's at the Presidio right by the Golden Gate now, isn't that George Lucas's big film? Yes, Magic, isn't yes, it right yeah. There? You know, I covered some on the Golden Gate um, because it used to be the words used to describe the spring equinox was called the Golden Gate. The fall equinox was the Silver Gate. Um, but if you look at how that's aligned, uh, it's standing in apparently for the Golden Gate equinox. Um, so there's something to what you're saying. I've wondered, but I mean, they've been queuing up on the dam forever, what? haven't they? It's like in so yeah. many negative yep. commercials and other things. It'll it'll be you know fun to watch. Wasn't oh, there a yeah, ton on Seattle too, though? Yeah. Also, too, Crow. I would have to throw this in. I've been looking at 9:23 for 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 quite a while. And this is one thing about me. I'm very careful. Um, I always say I don't have a crystal ball. We don't. I haven't seen their script. But 9:23 has been popping a, a, up a lot. Of course, a little shop of horrors. Uh, the mysterious, um, you know, unexpected enemy or whatever, coming out of nowhere, and, and basically the September. It was, it was. They gave the date September 23rd, and we see in Terminator and a lot of movies uh, with that 9:23 date. So that's something to look forward to. But I hate to push um, any kind of fear because, uh, again, of course, these events are, are usually, uh, of course, just fake. You know, they're fake events, but that doesn't mean they they won't do something very real in the future. And that's what I tell people. We call it hoax, hoax, hoax. It doesn't mean something major, you know, is going to happen, uh, or people really uh, get hurt, unfortunately, die, won't happen in the future. So we, I'm very cautious of that. I, I definitely look at things, and uh, uh, what I'm getting at is, you know, while we're, our focus is at one thing, then I don't know where, boom, it's all to the right. Now they're going to throw us completely with a swerve. So they're literally playing with the world, um, you know, like like the masses are just children. And that's what I, that's one thing, I'll, last thing I'll, I'll mention on, on this topic. You know, I look at this world, I look at what's happening, and I hate to say it, it's like, you know, you know, with all these sleeping people, it's like they deserve to be ruled over. They're just mindless, they just regurgitate, they think repeating what they're told is intelligence uh, throughout their whole entire lives. And literally, when you talk about uh, a lot of things we talk about to people that just believe the media without question, they never question it. Uh, you bring anything up, they all they have are insults. They never have anything else because they really don't have much um, ammunition on their side but insults. They just, you know, roll their eyes or give you a crazy look, look at you sideways. Uh, but, but definitely when it comes down to it, the more I look at this, it's like adults are literally grown children. When, when, when they're watching the news 
and just repeating things like they're watching Sesame Street. Repeat after <laughs> me. A, B, C, D. That's what's happening. Oh, at a, of wow. course, but don't forget level. they've got Divide and Conquer in there. They've got Fox for one side and CNN for the other side. Why can't they just watch The Count, man? They'd actually learn something. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, nobody in the coronavirus age can count anything properly. You <laughs> said new math, yeah. Yeah, it's at a higher level, of course. They're all freaking Common Core rejects. It's the Common Core virus. (laughs) How many deaths? I don't don't know. It it reminds me of that that movie, uh, was it Men in Black with Will Smith Mm -hmm. and that one actor, Tommy Lee Jones, when they're, and this is literally what's happening. Before they show the footage, of course, the the infamous scene um, where they're talking about how, you know, Tommy Lee Jones explains to Will Smith how, you know, how people, the individual smart, but... You know, collectively as a group, they're people are dumb, dumb panicky animals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what I'm getting at is before he says that, one thing is cut out. It's seconds before he says that, they show the Twin Towers, and you hear a very evil, like hideous kind of uh, laughter, like very, uh, hmm. you know, like very sinister laugh, looking at the towers, like cluing us in, you know, what's to come. So that's one thing that's been cut out of that. That people need to watch the movie. You hear that laugh. And then they pan to them on the um, the park bench, and of course Will Smith is wearing that that orange jacket, and everything's there. It's just it's really amazing. Um, and this is one thing I always tell people: if you're gonna if you're looking to get into Hollywood and you're a non-Mason, you're wasting your time. It's only uh, you know all the writers, directors, producers. You know they don't just pluck them off the street. These are people uh, hand chosen. Um, you know all these movies. Here's the thing: is all these movies. Apollo 13, Escape from Alcatraz, you name it, they're all based on fabrication. They're reinforcing this false history, Titanic, uh, you know. I I can do better than that. I I can choose the names. Like, if you see Tom Hanks in it and it's not some made-up story, it's exactly what you just said. There's a whole litany of them. Tom Hanks just did The Landing on the Hudson. He just did – I I, I didn't even bother to look at why he did – what's the – What's the ex-Marine who did the children's show? I have no idea. I don't know what that's even about. Oh, but Mr. Rogers, yeah. Yeah, you know there's some nonsense wrapped in that because yeah. Hanks did it. Um, didn't <laughs> Hanks just give us blood so we can get a nice, safe vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you cheesecake. Uh, you know, by the way, before I forget, uh, let's talk about Seattle for a moment. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I haven't looked at this in a while, but hasn't there been an insane amount of pre-programming in a whole lot of Lots films? Of it. Lots, yeah, of lots, lots of it yeah. with the Space Needle. Um, right, yeah, they yeah, had, yeah. You know, people thought there was going to be something, uh, you know, in football last year uh, around uh, 11, 23, I think. Uh, but there has been a ton of it. And they've also been pushing the idea of a major earthquake in this place because uh, I'm, you know, I'm in Seattle area. They've uh, It's been kind of ground zero both for the uh, beer bug hoax. It started, we were uh, one of the places here. They had it, uh, 29 deaths, I think is what they claimed, 29 or 32, right out of the gate uh, at, a, at a nursing home and uh, now we're kind of ground central for a bunch of riots that have been going on uh, that we had the chop the chaz so they're really doing a lot of focus on seattle uh, right now so it wouldn't surprise me at all to see um something you know something happen here uh during the fall uh again I, i'm close to it so i'll keep my eyes on it um again i, I hate to, to prognosticate or do predictions but you know i've often said that to me, the takeaway of uh, the boy who cried wolf, right? The morality tale is usually told in a way of like, you know, don't don't go saying false stuff or people don't believe you. And to me, the bigger takeaway is that the people ultimately the wolf did come, and the people didn't. Uh, they they 
had lost uh, their sense of urgency. And so uh, he, the wolf fed because they no longer, you know, they, they had been just, oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing for so long that when the wolf did come, uh, then then people got at. Uh, so uh, to me, that's the bigger takeaway is that if we let down our guard for, I mean, I was even thinking they uh, they said uh, that they, everybody has been predicting that there's going to be a big fall resurgence, right, of this beer bug. And not just in the U.S., they've, they're predicting it all over Europe as well. And uh, I mean, so what, what if they did like release an agent then and say, ha ha, all you people that hoaxed it, right? See, it's real. It's real. I mean, I, I don't put anything past these guys. They're they're insane. Uh, and so uh, I just keep my eyes open, right, and try to keep my head down and, and finger on the pulse of things. But, um, you know, again, uh, like Arby says, I, I don't believe anything uh, that's presented to me. I try to figure out, again, who's to uh, who's going to stand to gain and what they're trying to accomplish with it. Uh, but but at this point, um, again, I don't believe anything that, that appears in media. Yeah, you know, one thing is big. The needle, of course, is space needle. Bill Gates' vaccine needle. You know, you have it in that general area. So it's all like kind of coincides. And, of course, one thing I've covered in the past is, of course, the the kingdom, which has been imploded. Um, Here's a big thing in the biblically. um, It's literally God's kingdom is the kingdom. It's the kingdom. The kingdom is the king's dome. That's God's dome. So literally when they blew it up, they always loved that, you know, uh, these, you know, you know, putting cracks in the in the glass ceiling and this uh, the breaking of the ferment kind of symbolism and definitely that was ritualistic. Just like you know, I'm jumping around here, I'll get back to Seattle, but like the Astrodome, um, literally <laughs> with the rainbow seats in the upper deck, the glass yeah. ceiling structure. They had the uh, the uh, Polaris in the parking lot back in the '60s. Literally, it was the world we live in in plain sight. Millions upon millions of people visit. They have no idea of so- this concept design in in plain sight and getting back to seattle um again you know this is like you know bill gates's backyard this is where a lot of things are going to be going down so definitely um you know you know people have been talking about it for a long time something i, going I got seattle one for you though i'm wondering if you know about this russian vids because yeah. you're always so hot on so much research into this you know specifics did you know i hope i get this right <laughs> i think it's a seattle park um, you know the black obelisk from 2001? Yes. It magically appeared. Well, everyone knows that the Millennium Hotel at nine, at Ground Zero is made to look like the obelisk on purpose. They admit it. Well, you, you can look at it and you know. But that obelisk showed up in a park in Seattle and nobody knew how it got there was the claim. Then it magically disappeared. I think it was it was re, it was removed and put somewhere else. But the black obelisk has actually showed up in Seattle that is at ground zero. Unbelievable. You know what's amazing about that, Crow, mm-hmm. is, you know, with, of course, uh, 2001 uh, being released in, in 1968, uh, that's 33-year difference, those right. those two dates. Just like the towers coming down after yep. 33 years, the, the groundbreaking for the North Tower was August of 1968. Uh, of course, the very same year, uh, back in February of, two, of 1968, that's when the whole 9-11 a calling system went to play the same year. So everything's by the numbers. And, of course, the Pentagon, um, amazingly enough, the groundbreaking for the Pentagon was September 11th, 1941. So six yep. years of the day <laughs> after the groundbreaking for that, uh, you have 9-11 happen. Supposedly well, the Pentagon's four, attack. 41 is also a five, so they're doing the, the pentagram idea even in the day. Oh, wow. That's what I even think about. Great, great. Great uh, um, point added there too. So yeah, I mean everything, man. So this is what I tell people literally uh, to 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 uh, obtain all this information. 
a lot of research. It's like this. I look at this, um, all the information that we've accumulated over the years. It's like a giant 10,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. Until you put every single piece together, not every piece, but a lot of pieces, you're not going to see it. you got to put more and more pieces, then things become very clear. It's not a coincidence, definitely by design. And when you first introduce this to people, they're going to get lost. It's just, it's like we talked about, you said it, future shock. I said it, future shock. And that's literally what's happening. It's too much, too soon, and, and people get discombobulated, and they just lose their minds. And that's where they run away. They freak out. Their foundation is is being attacked, and they freak out, and they just uh, reject it. And it's just they want to be safe, and they want to feel secure. And when you tell them you can't trust your media, they don't know where to go. They don't have the tools to investigate. <laughs> where do you they get your news? <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's the one. Then where do I get my news? I'm all yeah. why. They, 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 one of these days, one of these lifetimes, they'll come around to the idea that, you know, what what difference does anything make when it's like five states away from you? It has no bearing on your life. So that's not news in the first place. Even if it was real, I would point out. Yeah. Hey, Crow, well, before we run out of time, from... uh, can you address the thing that Rose wanted to bring up? Yeah. Um, actually, that was a good point. We've had a lot of people. Um, actually, Wayne started this by sending me what his school's gone down the kind of insanity path. He sent me a document. The more I read, I was just like, unbelievable. All these bold redded letters and this suggestion, which is actually a command. Um, Instead of uh, writing competition, they write compete. All these things going on. So a lot of parents are pulling their children out of school, and they're starting to ask about homeschooling. And so we get a lot of requests. What, What are good sources? I always say the best you can do from my point of view, is what's called a classic education. That would include the trivium and quadrivium, or, and by the way, don't freak out because the language meant something different back in the day when it was used. It was the seven liberal arts is how they talked about that. By the way, the wooden books that hold the trivium and quadrivium are much abridged from the old curriculum, but they're still better than nothing. Um, So we wanted to point these out for people facing this position. But This is what Rose wrote. I think it would be a good idea to mention the trivium method for the top for the topic of discernment, grammar, logic, and rhetoric. By the way, each of these things used to be topical in any classical education. Grammar, logic, rhetoric, minimally, that would have been part of it. What Rose goes on to say is I like to explain it like being a computer. Grammar, gathering the data. Logic, proper interpretation of the data. Rhetoric, correct correct output of data or basically wisdom. True wisdom is taking the correct action and should be treated like a verb. That's an interesting idea. My favorite metaphor is a hot stove. Grammar. Someone tells you that the stove is hot and it will burn you. Logic. You have to understand that the stove is hot when you test it and burn yourself. Rhetoric. True comprehension of said interpretation is choosing not to touch the stove again. But that's what Rose laid down. Yep. And that's, and that's good. That's good advice. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention, too, that when you said, where, where are we going to get the news from, right, is has goes right back to the education or rather indoctrination system is that people aren't taught to think. What they are taught to do is simply uh, accept authority and then regurgitate it. Uh, and so they cannot think for themselves and they're taught not to. In fact, not to trust themselves. Don't okay. don't trust your own instincts. You must get your source uh, from a, a reliable authority. Uh, and then that is what they push now. That's why they're uh, calling fake news on everything. They have all these fact checkers out, right? Uh, well, because you 
you have to years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so uh, they have to. It all comes down to a matter of trust, and that is uh, exactly what has come out. Uh, one of the primary things to come out of uh, my project, the uh, the Awakening Project, that is it very much has to do with um, the, the power of suggestion works through uh, a process of trust in the source, uh, and so that is underlying. That's the underpinning truth of why people are uh, under the spell and under hypnosis is they are still trusting in the source. You cannot break out until. You learn to distrust them and treat it with skepticism, and that's when you can accept that they've lied. You know, I just had a thought, not to go too far off topic, and I don't know if Russian Vids wants to join us on the idea, but maybe it should be the September 10, 11, 12 project. To cover all the bases of uh, well, because of the you sun. know, yeah, you know, if something's going down, they got to do the little pre-echo, and it gets fever pitch right before. Um, it's the whole idea of eight to ten days before that fall equinox, that all important fall. Um, and so, within, I think Dave J, when we had him on, he said thirty-six hours. I usually think about a day and a half. So we're in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. But maybe it would make more sense if everyone wants to get on board with seeing what we can capture doing. Uh, 10, 11, 12, September. You, you know, Crow, I'll, I'll just say this, and, I, and I, you know, I've had it, I know you've done, uh, a, you know, a, a fantastic interview with Dave J a few years back. I think you did one recently, you're going to do one recently, uh, do one again. We just um, did You know, just did it. Okay, i got to check it out. I've, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Not up yet, uh, yet. But I knew it was coming up. Um, one thing I'll say is very important about, you know, again, the, the whole, all these concepts were, that are right in front of our faces um, and I said it before, but it's very important to to, um, to say to repeat is you know things you know f- tend to fall and fall you know leaves fall you know the stock market over history has fallen during you know September and October of course the huge crash in uh, 1987 it was October so you know things falling and fall look for something potentially again it had to happen in fall and uh, that's one thing uh, I'm looking at too is something big happening um of course it's gonna be <laughs> pulled off by them there's no question about it but you know this is uh, definitely um you know right before the election of course we talk about it endlessly about big things happening during election years to sway the public so yeah fall things fall and fall that's that's the theme you know that i, I re- i've been looking at over the years there's there's an overarching construct uh that i first started to learn about i don't even know it's been so long 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 time ago but what i did is i began to observe and at first i was getting frustrated and then i realized what am i doing i just need to observe myself and that's when i realized it was true when we pass the winter solstice or the summer solstice that's the height of the power of the sun for that year in other words every day after that day the days will shorten and the nights will lengthen and the power from our point of view of the sun will diminish but there's something else that diminishes along with the sun. Our consciousness and our spiritual concerns fall off as the sun falls off. So by the time we're down to fall and past the equinox, we are literally in free fall. Um, and so that's when new programming, of course, on television is offered to you while your mind is falling heavily to sleep and all spiritual concerns have diminished. And then that all culminates, of course, at the winter solstice or the low point of the sun where I basically describe it. The sun goes to die for three days and then starts to rise again. And, of course, the days begin to get longer and the nights shorter. But it's it, it underscores what you're pointing out there because not only is it sounds like, usually is like, if you've got a word 
that's the exact same word but spelled differently. There's correlation there, and the reason is is because those are that's the the harp string you're plucking into the universe is that sound. I can say a pear and mean fruit, or I can say a pear and mean my two shoes, but nonetheless, it is the same sound. There's a corollary there. Yeah. And so when you go to the fall and you look for the fall, it's proof positive. But then when you start to go to the upper levels, man, it's insanity how well this has been planned. The human mind is falling off. Um, it, it's all, I don't know, it's neatly wrapped in a bow. But I would, I would further suggest with the speed and onslaught of the things that have just happened, I think a hell of a lot of people are going to be shook enough to wake up sooner than they would have. And I'd ask a simple question. Ten years from this day, if we all got back together and had a show, if we're all still here and that was a possible thing to do, would we be looking back with the general population around us laughing at how silly we were wearing the masks? Like when we look back at the 80s haircuts and the, <laughs> the neon clothes, will that be the interpretation or will it be something else? And right now, I'm betting that we're going to be laughing. That Absolutely. Tune, that tune may change. <laughs> if I find myself wearing shackles I can no longer remove, um, then, then I'll say something different. But we're culminating here. And as we hit the end of the lunar cycle, the Metonic 19-year lunar cycle, that will happen, guess when? You know it is, the mid-September date we talk about. That's when it will end. The last one was 19 years ago in 2001. Anyone remember anything weird happening then? But to top it off, right after we get by that equinox, which will end the Metonic cycle that brought us 9-11 last time, we will do the Great Conjunction which also brought us 9-11 last time, except this time it's on the low point of the sun. So for all intents and purposes, I would estimate that the Marvel movies were encoding what's gone down here, and I think it's quite possible we're, we're living in the end of the Age of Iron. But that's not an easy thing to deduce, and there's all these interpretations and shift years, sometimes centuries. But the point is, I think they encoded it in, in the Marvel movies. It opened with Iron Man, hint, hint, hint. It closed with the death of Iron Man, who saves the world, by the way. It was 22 movies, the Master Builder number, done over 11 years. Do I need to even talk about 11? Which, by the way, is the solar cycle. The particular moon cycle I'm speaking of is Metonic, M-E-T-O-N-I-C, roughly 19 years. The lunar equivalent, well, the solar equivalent, in a way, is 11 years. So now you see your ones and nines. And since we know everything's timed out to the sky clock, I think that's why this, this project we're talking about filming TV screens, I don't think there's any way it can miss. And I further think your Golden Gate idea... I think it's golden. <laughs> I think that's yeah. just as possible as I've I've thought about. You remember Jason when I was doing the Golden Gate, mm -hmm. like almost four years ago or we something. We were trying to Try figure out the um, the the four corners thing. We were looking at the maps and everything for right. good, good hours. Well, <laughs> you know, the thing about the Golden Gate though is real quickly is, you know, it was construction started in 1933. The 33, and of course it's painted uh, international orange. It's called the Golden Gate, but it's orange, orange 33. So you got your dual 33s there, and not too far along is the um, is a Masonic Lodge on Taylor Street, um, and they have all these dates, but underneath is 1933. So definitely a lot of you know big occultism, and of course under the Bay Bridge they have the uh, the Bay Bridge Troll um, that's underneath. So so you know, and of course uh, 
we're getting way off topics real quick about San Francisco growing well, well, up. Well, hold there. on. Let me let me offer yeah, you. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, let me go off in a tangent. You, so you're on. the guy <laughs> that needs, you're the guy that needs to know this, and it, it dawned on me the other day, and it came from my something's burning in the kitchen. So I know there's something there. I don't know what. There's a movie called The Presidio. I believe it was with Sean Connery. That yep. would be one to look at right now, knowing okay. that whatever it is, DreamWorks, it's right there at the Golden Gate. Um, your yeah. Golden Gate idea is on fire. I just don't know if it's going to burn right now. Yeah, and of course, the satanic, uh, you know, satanic church will start with Anton LaVey uh, right in California there. Street. So there's, what I'm getting is it's heavily occultic. And one thing I'll mention, too, that people will not grasp right away is, is the lie of the Alcatraz. They made many movies on that, at least three or four. TV movie and uh, other uh, major movies. Literally, this is something that's, that's laughable. Where you had supposedly they snuck in 50 ra uh, raincoats. 50. Imagine 50 raincoats on a shelf or like hanging in a closet. 50. How are you going to fit in uh, 50 raincoats to build a raft uh, to make your escape? None of it makes sense. Uh, all the materials they supposedly snuck in Alcatraz from uh, hair, human hair to a vacuum motor to uh, to make this drill literally everything even these nonsense like well, who cares about Alcatraz being a hoax but literally this shows you how far they go things that no one would suspect no one would even look at they're fabricating this and why well they're making a bundle off this lie and they just want they just love to fool the public and every which way uh, on the on the horrible stories the not so horrible um, these fictitious things. So we're literally living in a matrix. Well, one one thing that's been proven to any mind that has a shred of ability to, to rub two brain cells together, money doesn't matter. We've been yeah. saying for years, used to be cash was king, and that was true. But that is so far in the rearview mirror. Um, it, it hasn't mattered for some people's entire life. There may be people in the chat where cash has not been king for their entire life. What's king now is data, and that's where people get lost. Um, because what the data can possibly provide for those who have it all, who have all the data collection access, um, it's insanity. And so I think that's an important thing to remember, important, important thing. Right now, I think we're about to see, I think it's quite possible that we'll see debt get scrubbed. I think it's quite possible that it will finally be openly admitted that the government has no legal authority to collect tax on anything but corporations. Uh, engaged in corporate commerce. I think it's quite possible that even big loans may be changed in some way. I think it's quite possible that the fiat currency system that required more debt all the time, which is part of the reason all this is going down, is to, to reset the fiat currency, may become a gold-backed system or something like that. So when you know all these things, it's possible that we're not going to hell in a handbasket all the way here. And I continue to push that thought in hopes that the mind stream will start to, you know, people will put positive. Because so many people are convinced we're just about to be slaved out. And I, I, I'm just not down with it. No, we're not about to be slaved out. And if you are, then are you a human being? What's that old Roman saying they used to say to their slaves? Um, Don't cry to me because I'm treating you like a slave. If you were a real human being, you'd say I'd rather be dead than a slave. That's a cold yeah. idea to put forward. But my point is... Um, are we really just ready to accept, yep, we're all slaves now. For my part, it'll be a cold day in hell. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the never-ending story movie, that theme of, right. it's, you know, it's constantly going. Uh, what I always say to people is expect the unexpected. When something looks obvious, like, let's be, let's be honest, let's be realistic. Over the years, all of us, in truth, 
Um, we always heard, um, you know, there's going to be a total collapse of the economy. Stock up on your food. Buy these barrels of food. We've heard this endless, you know, decades for decades. You know, we've heard this so much. And literally, um, you know, things could, I'm not saying get back to normal, but they could uh, tighten the noose a bit. But one thing potentially can happen is if they do do a reset with this, they'll like pass it off, of course, as a good thing where you, you talked about, Crow, basically a reset, uh, a debt or a release. But the, the it's advantage for them. Is it's like a trade-off. Uh, of course, your debt's released, but you're also stuck in a, a non-currency system. And so it's going to be an easy transition to people, just like they're giving people money for, you know, hardship with this nonsense, uh, uh, Corona, with all the money, with $1,200 a person, whatever. So they always try to, you know, it's the yin and the yang. The, the, with all the evil they do, they try to put a, a little bit of a good in there, too, as oh. well, to make themselves look like, oh, they're trying to help us. But obviously it's all you know, to pacify the, the general public. Dude, I got to tell you, just reminded me. So, you know, the 1200 bucks they're giving everybody. Yeah. So one day I get this letter and it's the most bizarre letter I've ever seen because it says the white house, but it has no logo. It's signed by Trump and it's saying we put money into your bank account. And I look and it's 1200 bucks and well, who put money in my bank account? All it says is MetaBank. <laughs> Anyone who knows what meta what meta means should already be laughing. So I jump in my little car. I drive to my bank, which you can't go inside. So I go to the drive up. You're not allowed to go inside my bank. Um, maybe it's because we're wearing masks. I don't know. No, I'm not wearing a mask. But my point is, I'm all, hey, man, someone illegally put money in my account, and I didn't authorize it. And they're all, really? Well, who did that? And I'm all, well, there's, there's $1,200 there that I didn't authorize, which means someone accessed my account without my permission. Uh, and so then it gets quiet, and they start realizing where the money's coming from. And they're all, well, you've got to sign this document, and we'll challenge it. So I'm sitting there. And meanwhile, two weeks later, maybe a little less, I get a note from the bank saying, we examined your claim that there was an illegal debit, and you were right. There was, in fact, an illegal debit, which has been credited back to the IRS, which is ironic because Metabank put it there, all right? The same day, guess what I got in the mail? A check from the government for $1,200. So this is proof beyond argument that an offer has been made. And it remains to be seen if you accept that offer, what you have accepted. And I hate saying that because the truth is, if you want to be honest, a lot of people don't have money because they've just been broken. And they got families to feed, and it's not an option to turn down the money. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not trying to cast dispersion. you got to feed your family. That comes first. What I am pointing out is it is in fact an offer, and I've got a document from my bank that says, yep, you were right, it was an illegal deposit. Yeah, hmm. great point about, you know, all, all the, uh, you know, the the deposit and all that with the, uh, and you getting that check in the mail. But here's the thing is, I always tell people, you know, of course, you know, with the with the media, they're pushing materialism, always, per, you know, go, go out and buy and, sp and spend that money. Basically, put yourself in further debt. I always say this, you know, that's why the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. Rich people spend money like they're poor. Poor people spend money like they're rich. You know, I've seen where, you know, at a Salvation Army or Goodwill, you see, you know, an, an older guy drive up in his nice Mercedes or Beamer. And it, we're, we're creatures of habit. And if you make it a habit to to save money, you, you just continuously, continuously do it, even if you have a tremendous amount of money saved. So, again, we, we should we should learn. Uh, you know, I'm getting a bit off topic, but just, you know, foundation of people. 
is is do not fall if you're if you're following society materialism you're going in the wrong direction you shouldn't be following anything that they're pushing on tv uh fast food of course uh materialism buying this buying that i have to get the newest gadget even i know a, a, a good amount of truthers that are falling for the nonsense they got to get the newest thing they're still following society they have both feet in um there's they're still part of the matrix but they have one foot in truth and those kind of people kind of go back and forth where I'm literally out of that. I'm just like, I'm not falling for anything they're pushing. I, you know, like again, getting back to, if you're going, you know, if you're following the crowd, you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, in terms of, um, what is, uh, potentially coming next, I mean, honestly, I don't have a, a crystal ball, but I will say that like most things, whatever it is, they're going to sell it as though it's a good thing. You know, whether that's going to be a cryptocurrency, the digital dollar, whether it's going to be, you know, again, vaccination for the beer bug, all these things, again, they sell it always as a good thing. And so if they if they present a mass reset, uh, I'm going to be skeptical of that, <laughs> especially, again, if it comes from the top down, um, you know, even if or especially if um, any of the, you know, the, the Q narrative or whatever coming out. So if they say, oh, yeah, we grabbed some pedophiles and, uh, you know, these people are going down and we cleaned the swamp. Um, that to me would be, um, you know, a, a major indication uh, that that something foul is about to happen next because it just from my experience does not does not work that way. So I'm going to be um, the very <laughs> and this again, part of why I want to do this uh, show tonight on discernment is that people need to develop their discernment because it will appear uh, to be a very good uh, thing. Whatever it is they sell, uh, it's going to be uh, very attractive for many people. Uh, but, um, you know, because if it were possible, even the elect would be uh, deceived, right? So uh, I think it is going to be uh, a very deceptive, whatever whatever system they try to put in next is going to be um, very compelling, very attractive, uh, but very yeah. dangerous, in my opinion. You wrap everything nicely packaged, just like McDonald's, everything you know, everything wrapped up nice, nice and tight and looking good and uh, like rat poison, you know, just like everything else they, they present to us um, that's supposed to be good for us. You know, it's like um, the rat, the rat wouldn't eat that rat poison unless it tasted good. Yep. So that's 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 the, the whole concept, just like McDonald's with with human beings, you uh, restaurants, fast food, you name it. It's like if you don't like oh, if you don't like uh, McDonald's, if you don't like McDonald's, there's Burger King, there's Taco Bell. There's all these other options, and it's all poison. So that's that's huge to me is is getting uh, people to eat right. Uh, never been in the hospital in my life since birth, 46 years old, and I, I definitely grow my own stuff and eat things in the most natural form as the creator created. And this is the huge thing, and I really hammer this point. Uh, people that believe in evolution, I'm like, it's not a coincidence. All these fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains are perfectly – uh, made for us to sustain us for our health, and uh, again, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure when it comes to your health. Take care of yourself, whatever they push, and all these doctors do. People are like, even people in truth, they're running to the doctors for information. They're just going by what the CDC says. They always reject the natural things. Oh, you know that's not going to help you. You know, and, and, you know they're they're never going to. Uh, you know, of course, the old saying goes, you know, hospitals don't make money off healthy people. So. People need true. to get their. What I'm getting at it. I'm jumping around a lot, a lot of different things. But people need to do a full reset in your whole life. When it, when you're in truth, food, uh, getting rid of the TV. Don't you know? Are some of these events that are happening real? Or some are fake? When they're all fake, all these fake heroes. So they're controlling both sides of the paradigm. And that's one thing I really want to emphasize with this particular show. 
when they have someone that's spotlighted, it's their creation. And again, they, they are always creating heroes uh, for, for the masses. When people need a hero, they'll create one for you. Yep. And there is no such thing as a free lunch, right? So if that's they offer you sure. a universal basic income and all you got to do is sign on the dotted line, <laughs> I'd read the fine print, man. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You agree oh, that your body is ours, but uh, I, I would think uh, we're, we're way over time here, so if you want to start closing down here, guys, we can each get some final points in, but this whole current situation seems to be the gift that keeps on giving, but not for us. Yeah, I think for them, this seems to be a multifaceted operation, and, and what do I mean by that? Well... If they're doing the coin thing, that's a push to get rid of cash and go digital. Uh, they're going to push a vaccine, of course, and that is to, again, they've got a digital thing in mind. We keep hearing old, old Willie Gates going on and on and on about uh, having a digital profile and people who have gotten their, their shots and all that crap. So what, what it looks like they're doing, uh, since people have failed the test in a massive way because, uh, as, as Baldini likes to say, the 80-20 I think in this case, it's probably more like 95-5. People have yeah. been failing like crazy with the mask test. That, that's all about compliance, in my opinion. I think, I think a lot of people agree with that. And they're, they're going for it. I think that all of this is, is telling the controllers, like, hey, they're dumb. They're going to believe us. We can do this. What do you guys think? Well, it's definitely a litmus test. I mean, that's been, for me, visible since the beginning to see who would comply and who wouldn't. And then uh, when not enough complied, they made it mandatory. And But it's still not a law, right? It's just a, it's just a mandate from the governors. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with that. Well, I can tell you it's not a law because the bo both times I went to the police station to deal with uh, my stolen gear issue, I didn't see a mask anywhere, and the police never bothered me about it once, never acted like anything was any different than any other time before. So, yeah. and that was uh, two weeks ago and today. <laughs> yeah, I yep. see police and uh, county sheriffs, uh, many of them not wearing it. They're, they're like, of course, a lot of, you know, not all, but a lot of them are, you know, higher level masons. Not higher level masons, but the higher level in the police are masons. And some are said, you know, this is a bunch of nonsense. Don't worry about it. But there, it's, I, I honestly, I just think it's like throwing in our faces like, oh, oh this is the master for the sheep. You know, they're for the sheep and we're not. And uh, I think for TV, yeah, they're going to throw the mask on. But, you know, behind closed doors at the departments, they're laughing their butts off. I'm not saying every single one, but there's a good amount, I'm sure. And I've seen it myself, like I said, just driving around, looking around in police cars or, sher or county sher sheriffs. And I see a lot of them not wearing masks. Right. Yeah. All well, right. I'll tell you what, man. Let me let me add one more thing before you wrap it up, Jason. If it's true that human consciousness is rising, if it's true that we're coming to the end of an era, I would suggest that there's no way in hell that living men or women anywhere can prevent the tide from coming in. Because eventually they might stop a wave or two or three or four, but eventually the tide's coming in. And that's how I view it. Um, that doesn't disclude that we might have a lot of crap we all don't want to deal with for, I don't know, 50 years, who knows, 10 years, I don't know. Um, but my point is, is if the things are true that we suppose and have worked a lifetime to put an acceptance behind, like rising human consciousness, like this being a creation, like the change of an era, I don't think there's any stopping it. 
Yeah. If I were to if I were to add um, just a, a parting thought, right, is that um, I have seen for a long time that many people want to change the world, but it is only true that you can change the world around you. Uh, and from my perspective, that is entirely, uh, in fact, for, for me, my almost my entire relationship with, with the creator has been, uh, you know, them telling me uh, to, you know, if I want to try to do something, it, it, it's all hinges on who you are inside, right? So it's all about uh, invest in uh, your own discernment, invest in the time that you spend connecting with the creator and the creation, uh, and then you will uh, very readily know the difference between truth and a lie, between right and wrong. Uh, you invest in yourself and in your understanding of what's going on, because when the chips are down, that's really all you've got to rely on uh, is um, your um, really your integrity. And uh, that's to me what it's about. So uh, invest in, in that and be wise. All right. Anybody yeah. want to give out some contact info or any final uh, thoughts? Well, here I just have a, a final thought here, too, before we go. Uh, just in relation to the whole mask scenario here, uh, just recently uh, the mayor of Washington, D.C. passed an ordinance wherein uh, people are required to wear a mask out in public, except in provision number four here uh, within the document. Section 4, exceptions. Uh, number 2, under exceptions. The enforcement provisions of this order shall not be applied to persons in the judicial or legislative branches of the district government while those persons are on duty and shall not apply to any employees of the federal government while they are on duty. So there you wow. go, folks. The overlords <laughs> in Washington will yeah. not wear masks, do not have to wear masks, but all of you serfs out there, you make sure you put your face diaper on so that you don't spread the disease that doesn't exist that you don't have. Okay. And that's the final thoughts on the whole mask thing. So if yeah. you're talking about integrity, uh, this should bring the integrity of your leaders in Washington into question right there. Yeah. That's, so. that's insulting right there. You know, with, their, with, with that. And, uh, I look at it this way. They can't continue this life forever. People no. are going to, you know, if it, you know, supposedly uh, some people have, you know, the, the thought in their mind, this will go on for years and years. And like literally no one they know has died and they're going to continue with this. They just, it can't. It's got to end at some point. Um, and uh, what's the next thing? You know, where's this all leading to? Of course, new laws being passed for, okay, we we, we got we, we rid ourselves of this. Thanks to our so-called uh, amazing government and their government scientists. Now it's gone. But moving forward, we have to take these precautions, the blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to hit it with something else. And uh you know, it's always going to be, of course, based on the big two, uh, fear and hate. Yep. Whatever they're going to hit us with, it's Absolutely. Those You're spot on, RV. Spot yep. on. Fear and hate. They're the two big control mechanisms that they use, and they, they try to hit us with that. And I would just like to remind people, the creator did not create you with a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And that's an important thing to take away when you look at all this stuff. This is all based on a spirit of fear. This is not from God. This is not from the Creator. This is not the way forward. Uh, dispel the fear. Uh, use your sound mind for judgment. Yeah. And that, yep. that's what this is all about. This is why we're talking about discernment. Use the sound mind that God gave you. The not, other thing, Wayne, not the fear. Yeah, one thing I'll, uh, not, that was uh, excellent what you just said there. One thing I, I would say is this world, I believe, uh, of course, uh, is a proving ground. Um, you know, we're not monkeys living in a spinning ball. You know, or you know, our 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 our, our flesh may die, our bodies may die, but you know, our spirits live on. And again, I, I really truly believe this world is a proving ground, and most people, of course, are failing. 
you're going to have to take off the skin suit, but not everything goes with it. Exactly. <laughs> right? And exactly. the opposite, and the opposite of love is fear, not not right. hate. It's fear. Uh, and if they can get you in fear, you they got you doing anything. So. All right. I think Jason's chomping at the bit. I'll just mention we're gonna. Jason and I are gonna have uh, episode 239 with uh, Tom Barnett. We asked him back pretty quick, back to back. Uh, that'll go at midnight. I'm trying to reduce the load on my server Thursday morning, so if I can be up past midnight and still get it on a Thursday, which we will tonight, it'll go up just after the clock ticks straight out. All right, everybody give out your contact info and any your, uh, anything you want people to know before we say good night. Uh, you can find me at Unintended Consequences, and I'll be back with Rose tomorrow morning on Rose Triple Seven Channel with uh, the Poppycock Report, and then I'll Poppy get back again on the weekend. Poppycock, and uh, back again on the weekend on Unintended Consequences, uh, nine o'clock a.m. Saturday, and then Sunday, seven a.m. Uh, Pacific and five p.m. Pacific. And I think Wayne McCroy is joining me again uh, this week for Solo Scripture at five p.m. Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern Time on Sunday. That is indeed true, and uh, by the way, one of my new favorite things is the Poppycock Report, so just so you guys know, I finally got to tune in, and uh, it's a lot of fun every minute of it. Rose is the best, man. What's better than drugs and penis, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to get Baldini before I knew I could make him laugh. By the way, we should all all keep, I know, that was low. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, it's getting late, it's getting low. Um, The 9-11 project, I think it should be 10-11-12. Okay. Yeah, I'll say this, uh, you know, of course, you know, go by Russian Viz, but my two channels right now, RV Truth, and the second channel is RV Truth, Exposed to the Matrix, where I take the gloves off on the the second channel I just mentioned. And one thing I'll say in closing is uh, this was a fantastic uh, open discussion. Um, Sometimes we have disagreements, but in the end of the day, you know, I truly believe we all have to speak our mind. Uh, It might get a little bit, not heated, but a little bit like passionate. And I think that's important. I think it's really important that we really um, speak our minds and and get the truth out there. And uh, at the end of the day, after everything's said and done, everything's good. And uh, moving forward, uh, you know, to look back, to learn, you know, to know our future, you know, it's very important. And uh, not just focus on now, look back, look forward and, uh, and really remove our emotions and really uh, to see what's really happening, what's going to, what's going on. All right, everyone, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for being here. This was a full house, but I think we we did a good job of uh, trading off between everybody. Thank you so much, and we will see you again next week. Take care, everyone. Take care.
Thank you. 